Other podcasts sound like nails on a chalkboard. Oh, God, it's scraping my mind. Where's sweet music to your ears? Oh, it's, it's wonderful. TMA's two years. It's what you want. this edition of Power Rangers Go podcast, and thank you so much for the amazing response we have gotten for the Green with Evil uh, saga that we did. It was amazing. It was great reliving that saga, and it has gotten a lot of good feedback, so thank you all so much for that, and it's been an awesome ride so far, and a man who has helped that ride become even more awesome uh, let's bring him in. He is the ace of the morphing grid. He is superhero homie Q. He is Mr. Quentin Ficklin. Ace, what is going on, my man? Kayla, what's good, man? What's going on? Oh, not much. You know, have you, I, I wonder if you, I just talked about it, I should say. Uh, I wonder if you've been uh, seeing the responses we got for Green with Evil. Oh, yeah. And... This is one of those things where, I mean, not to toot our own horns, but you kind of expect it just because Green with Evil is such a more phenomenal part of the series. And yes. it's something that people just hold so dear all these years later that you knew that there were going to be people that turned out for this episode. So, hell yeah. Yeah, it was. It, it was an awesome time looking back at that saga, the way that it was done, the way that it was written. It was something different, as we said for the Power Rangers and stuff like that. And it was just such a good saga to cover, and it was such a fun one to do. So uh, we definitely had fun with it, and we appreciate everyone checking that out and everything like that. And if you haven't checked it out, well, then what are you waiting for? Go and listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. You can get, it on, you can get us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. And 
wherever else you like to get your favorite podcasts. And remember, it's exclusively here on TMB Studios. But that was last time we covered with Green with Evil. Uh, this time, we are going to move ahead in the series. And this is uh, the four episodes that happened after Green with Evil. Of course, as we know, Ace, Tommy is now officially into the fold, is he not? <laughs> you know, technically, yes, he is. But I tell you, he feels like a reserve member. <laughs> <laughs> and we will get into that. I, we, I have noticed that, but, but we will get in uh, to that and everything like that. But this is the very next episode. And this is after part five of Green with Evil. This episode is called The Trouble with Shellshock. And I do remember this episode very vividly as a child. I remember watching this one. Uh, this one was a fun episode. I don't know how you felt about this episode, but I, I, I love this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with with this episode, i got to be honest, I, I had just one question. And honestly, like, and this, this applies for at least three of the four episodes we're going to discuss today. Okay. But, but the one question I had essentially is... What the hell is happening? Like this, there's so much bizarre stuff that happens in these episodes that I, I was wondering: Am I having a fever dream, or is this the show? <laughs> I know there is. There's so much out of left field shit that they do in these things. It's just, it's like what? <laughs> we knew that the series was going to take off. We didn't know it was going to take off like this. Right. <laughs> Well, let's talk about it. Uh, the Trouble with Shellshock opens up on a basketball court, and it's our heroes, of course, and they're all six of them. It's not them separated or anything like that. It's all six of them, and they are playing a game of basketball. And again, that kind of shows you what we've been talking about throughout this show, that these guys, you know, at least in the show-wise, obviously, these guys are very good friends. And it shows them just hanging out and playing, you know, just like normal, you know, teenagers would and stuff like that. Would you agree? Yeah, you know, it, and I said this before in a previous episode, but I always thought it was pretty important that we get to see them being humans, you know, be, being teenagers and seeing that they're actual people and not just always superheroes. Right. And that's sometimes the problems that you run into with like a lot of superheroes back in the day was it almost seemed like they just, they weren't human and mm -hmm. you couldn't relate to someone like that. Like for right. instance, I would have to say that at least in my opinion, I don't know about anyone else's opinion, but in my opinion, uh, Superman, you know, how, how can mm -hmm. anyone relate to that guy? Even if he is going through problems and, you know, high school. And I thought the most that they kind of humanized them was in Smallville. But like, I never really got the sense that like we could relate to this guy it was just kind of like hey man go and stop everything <laughs> you know yeah you know on the superhero homies podcast i almost talk about that ad nauseum because that is a, a such a big problem with a lot of superheroes particularly superman for the longest time he he just had such this god complex where there was never essentially any danger because he can't be hurt or killed and he can save everybody, and he has the stalwart moral compass that really prevents there from being any kind of trouble. 
Yeah, but it's just good to see like superhero content where you have people who do make mistakes. They are fallible. They are human. And here we get to see them being human and not just pretending to be a human. Yeah, absolutely. I think probably one of the biggest examples of that would be Spider-Man. You know, Spider-Man was a kid. We can all relate to what we were going through in high school and stuff like that. And, you know, as he grows up, like I thought in Spider-Man 2, for instance, I know we're kind of getting off track, but, you know, (laughs) in Spider-Man 2, uh, you know, he was he was trying to go through college. He was trying to balance everything. And then, you know, he's asked to save the world. Well, you can relate to just trying to balance things in your life as a normal human being. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I'll say this as a uh, antiquester to the Superman dilemma that we just spoke about a little while ago. And, and that is with Spider-Man. He really is just the opposite side of that coin. In comparison to Superman, because uh, Spider-Man has problems. Spider-Man has to worry about how he's going to pay his rent. Spider-Man has to worry about how do I keep my loved ones safe. Spider-Man has to worry about I can't save everybody, and Spider-Man has to worry about the death of losing or losing loved ones. Like right. Spider-Man, in in so many ways, really is just a he is more relatable. And I, I will throw Superman a, a little bit of bail here. Uh, I don't think that people look up to Superman because he's relatable, because he's not. I think that people admire Superman because he represents that kind of hope that they want in their lives more so right. than who he is as a person. Right. So I, but, yeah, you, you are absolutely right. And, and I do agree with you 100%. Yeah, I, I, I can absolutely see that, um, um, I, and I absolutely agree with that. And if you want to hear Ace talk about more about comic books and superheroes, check out the Superhero Homies podcast. I gave you a little DX cheap plug there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we, are go- we go on with the trouble with Shellshock, and we see our heroes play basketball, and Zach comes up with one of the most weirdest names i've ever seen for a long shot i don't think lebron james or steph curry could have come up with that (laughs) and uh, you know let let me just say this uh i I don't remember the the name of this of this move that he came up with but it had like 10 words in the name of this (laughs) shot and and to, to make matters even funnier it just ended up being like a layup <laughs> all of that all of that for a layup it was it was it wasn't even like a backwards dunk or anything like that like i've seen guys do dunks and stuff like that and don't even have names for them. right you're not making it to the dunk contest with that <laughs> But they're just clearly having fun and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And little do they know that trouble is a brewing with uh, the most unlikeliest people. It is not Rita who is asleep. Uh, this is the first time I think we've seen Rita asleep like this. Like <laughs> she's you know, just the- like, fuck it. The green thing took the green thing took it out <laughs> on me. I'm, I'm not doing anything right now. <laughs> You know, sometimes stress gets the best of you. You just need to take a nap. (laughs) uh, You know, last episode we talked about how Rita just lost all of her 
playing power. She, right. she lost it all. I mean, she had she had the whole world in the palm of her hand, and she yes. just lost it all. <laughs> and so I can understand her needing a nap, but the last time she took a nap, she was asleep for like 10,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> well, she is. She just relaxes. She's just chilling. It's her bedtime and everything like that. But little does she know that she has some other people that are going to try to do things for her. And it's the most unlikeliest of goons that she has. But it is Squat and Babu. Oh, my Lord. What could they have? (laughs) What could they have cooking? And you see them and they're trying to go around Rita, like, like, like they're trying to be like, quiet, you're going to wake her and stuff like that. And he goes, I love how Squat just goes, goes, I don't, you know, if her snoring doesn't wake her up, nothing will. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Like, oh my God. But they're trying to, like, you know, get around him. And then he asked him, So, what is this monster you're working on? I tell you, it's brilliant. Brilliant. It's amazing. Amazing. You won't believe it until you see it. I don't believe it already. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let me ask you this. Um, my memory's a little hazy. Was this before or after Squat went down and spied on them playing basketball? This was after, right? Yes, yes, it is after. Like he goes, how, he goes how did down. they not? How did they not see him? <laughs> he's he's trying to hide behind this this very frail small tree, maybe. <laughs> Maybe 15 yards away, and nobody sees him. <laughs> I did forget to mention that. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, he's out there. He's just like, oh, boy, they don't suspect a thing. Really? And I'm just like, what? How do they not see? I guess it's because they're far distance, and they're not looking for him, you know, kind of thing. I guess. Right. I don't know. Like, they just, they were completely oblivious to it. <laughs> For that matter, how come Zornon couldn't have sensed it? Hey, there's, That's there's what I'm seven saying. life forms now. Right. Because we know that Zordon is essentially all-seeing, you know, with that uh, with that global viewing. They can essentially look at events going on anywhere. you think they'd be checking on the Rangers, and they'd be like, oh, wait, wait a minute. Is that is that Squat over there <laughs> trying to hide behind that tree? Well, apparently not, because uh, that's not what happens. They do not see him, and so they just go up there and start to work on the monster. And Fabu shows him a sculpture of a turtle, and it's just a turtle. And he's just like, what? A turtle? And he just goes, yeah, and then we're going to add this. And it (laughs) it was just a little traffic light, and he goes, a traffic light? Oh, and so they're just, and so he's trying to figure out what this thing is, and he's just like, it's better than any monster Victor's ever made. So they go, and it, and he starts to, you know, put him into the machine, which I'm trying to figure out how the fuck do they know how to work that? <laughs> like that is a great question, but another great question is, what the fuck is going on with this creature? They I just. Don't- He's just an amalgamation of, of weird things. He's like, let's <laughs> let's let's put a, a baseball in here and a baseball bat and, and a, yes. let's put a fucking traffic light in his head. For, for... 
I don't know. I was wondering that. I was just like, what? What person seriously did a hit of acid and thought of this shit? And it wasn't the Americans. No, it, was it, the it wasn't Japanese. us. Yeah. And yeah, as but, we come to find out in this whole show, right? Japanese can come up with a, either the corniest or some of the creepiest. Like, right. <laughs> or just out of this like unknown world, like stuff. Like and not just monsters, but just stuff. And we'll get into that as we go along. But I don't know how they came up with this. And that's funny because, you know, they're about to push him into the machine and Squatch just like, oh, wait a minute, Fabu, we need to give him weapons. And so he just starts putting <laughs> down these random weapons, which was a baseball bat and a baseball. And then, like, a Captain Hook You're right. hook. Like, it wasn't even a hook. It was a Captain <laughs> Hook thing. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I just... <laughs> But you I know, I just don't know. I just don't know what is going on at this point. But no, apparently, but that's a, and he did put he did put one thing that looks like it could work, which is a cannon. He put a yeah. cannon there. They just put everything on this motherfucker. I mean, <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't install a kitchen sink. I mean, because he had everything. <laughs> It's like they it's like they watched a WWE hardcore match and said, Hey, let's put in all these weapons. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh Lord. But anyways, and, and what's funny about this is as he goes, he goes, Have you thought about what you're gonna call it? I might call him Greta. Or maybe P2, which how the fuck you came up with that, I have no idea. But right. okay. <laughs> He's like, those are lousy names for a turtle. Why not call him Shell Shock? Hmm, Shell Shock. You know, I like it. <laughs> I was like, okay. Right. I was like, you know what? Whatever you guys want to do at yeah. this point. <laughs> at this point, because everyone is just throwing up his hand. Oh, and I just realized that one of the weapons they put was brass knuckles. <laughs> oh, could you imagine if you slipped those on? <laughs> Just knock the shit out of Power right. Rangers. <laughs> be like just gonna a, go Conor McGregor on these motherfuckers yeah. already. <laughs> be like William Regal from back in the day. You know, just <laughs> just slip on the brass knucks and just <laughs> knock out the Rangers one by one. Well, then that would be what would be even better is if for the theme music they come out. He's a man, such a man. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Man, I am here for it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, but they put him into uh, the machine. How that does it wake? Well, actually, it wakes her up for just a second. She's like, someone's messing with my machine. Fuck it. I, mean, I don't care. Right. <laughs> she's just, she just like, I don't care. I just want to sleep. And, she, and then, you know, Shell Shock is born. Shell Shock reporting for duty. Rain rock and roll. <laughs> and so uh shell shock is bored and then we go back to our heroes and they're still playing basketball and stuff like that and then of course tommy well actually beforehand uh i guess to soften up the power rangers as always uh they send down the putty patrol and they oh. and and they're just like spread out and everything like that 
and then they take care of the putties, obviously. And still, will someone please answer to me how Billy has not learned to fight as a human by now? Man, I wish I had an answer for you. Billy is still just as 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 incompetent when it comes to hand-to-hand fisticuffs outside of the suit as he was in episode one. It is it is absurd. <laughs> I just don't get it. Like every time he just looks like he's clueless a lot of the times. So I'm sitting there just like, dude. Right. By now you should have figured this out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And you know what was you know what sucked the most about this fight scene, Ace? What's that? Was we missed a huge opportunity to bring something in that we brought in in the second episode that we haven't used since. The the human chain? Yes. The goddamn <laughs> human chain. Oh no. Oh man, the, the human chain. That would never be forgotten. Never. It will not, but they missed a huge opportunity to do it right here. <laughs> they did. They really did. That would have been that would have been perfect. It would have. It would have made this scene just amazing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but what really made this scene amazing was Zach. For some reason, I still am trying to figure this this move out. He goes and he dunks, and the yeah. players follow him. <laughs> Then everyone else follows them. They're all surrounding the putties, and then they just disappear. They just... Why? Right. It was like, did he just blow their minds with a dunk, and then they just had to disappear? Like, what, what happened here? It's like the scene is semi-pro, at, almost. It's just like, <laughs> what? The ball just went in a downward position this way. Why? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was I wondering know. the same thing. I don't know. Like, I just was wondering that this whole time. Like, I, I just, I sat there. I was like, wait a minute. Did that just happen? Yeah, and it right. did. <laughs> it did. Like, and maybe we got... missed something. Right, go ahead. Like, maybe we missed something because, yeah, we just see him basically dunk the ball. It's like, are you, was this a pickup game? Like, did you, maybe, maybe they were playing a pickup game and then Zach just scored like the, the, the winning shot. And the punish were like, well, I guess we lost this time. We got to go, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even bother to fight him. They were like, here, play us in the game of horse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, and we see Fabu and Squat, you know, freaking out because they got rid of the putties. But he said, he, I love it because they just like, tell me, Squat, tell me that did not happen. Okay, I'll tell you it didn't happen, but it did. What? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I couldn't get uh, over it. And Fabu also says one of the funniest things. He just, go, he just goes, I really hate those Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, what I'm the like, fuck? <laughs> These guys are almost, almost as cartoony as Bulk and Skull. I mean, really, yes. Squat and Babu are just—they are just out there. Yes, they really are, and they think that they can make a monster and stuff like that. But we'll see right. what happens because Squat says, "All right, let's sit in shell shot," and then we go back to where our heroes are. They're still playing basketball, but then, of course, Tommy. This is where he starts to have an excuse every time he's not there all the time, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. He has karate practice, so he has to go and do that. 
and a hot dog vendor comes up and they're like, hey, guys, you know, this uh, this is making me hungry. Uh, and they're like, get us one with everything on it or something like that. And you talk about the cartoon duo themselves, Ace. Mr. Bulk and Skull have arrived. Which oh, of course, here they come. Because they have to be everywhere that these guys are. <laughs> right. I'm like, they out clearly just have nothing better to do with their time. Like they, they sit around and think, man, like you want to go, you want to go mess with uh with the with the guys again? We got nothing else to do. Let's kind of go for it. Yeah, it's kind of like when your teachers would tell you, hey, you know, if you just stood up to your bullies, they'll leave you alone. Apparently not. Right. <laughs> because they do nothing but mess with these guys. And again, the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, these guys could literally kill you in one shot. Right. Like, like, especially it, Jason and Tommy. Oh, yeah. I mean, you think by now that maybe they get the get the memo, but you know, it's like something that uh, that that my uncle told me a, a long time ago when I was a kid. It's like when dealing with a bully, all you have to do is, is punch them in the nose one good time, and they'll leave you alone forever. And it's like clearly, uh, Bulk and Skull have never been punched square in the nose because they wouldn't be messing with the Rangers <laughs> if they did. Apparently. And there's been several times where the Rangers could have, like, especially Jason. Remember that time that Bulk actually kicked his chair out from oh, under him? Yeah. He was ready to fuck him up. Like, he was. That would have been ugly. It would have, because I'm just like, Jason would have killed you. Yeah. He would have killed you. <laughs> he's, a, he's a goddamn martial arts master. Like, he is a teacher. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> which you know, speaking of which, like uh-huh. I, I thought that Jason taught the karate class. Uh, yeah, but I don't. I, I guess Tommy does not. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess he doesn't work for Jason. He works for the other local Yoko down the street. <laughs> but he's also like the only person in the class. I mean, because of course, is it takes place at the juice bar, of course. <laughs> And, he's and then the, what was great was is you just see him by himself. Right. <laughs> There's no class or anything. He just he's just putting on a on an exhibition, and there are these like girls that are clearly just looking at him like, "Oof, right. that man kicks some ass." <laughs> <laughs> and dude, now I'll say this too: when they showed Jason David Frank doing his martial arts thing, I'm just like, "Oh my god." Like, that is someone you do not want to fuck with. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that. that is just legit training and practice and work right there. Yes, yes, that is, I, I mean, the, the technique that he used, it was, it was actually really cool to see that again. Because I remember when I first started uh, karate classes, this is like back when I was, you know, really young and stuff like that. I think I was in like mm-hmm. elementary school or something like that. And wanted to try it. And I remember like they would teach us, you know, victory, humility, respect and or whatnot. And it was cool to see those moves again here because I feel like that's been kind of lost uh, along the way. Yeah, I I agree. Um, It's always refreshing in this show to see like uh, like like Jason or, or, or Tommy 
really just show that, hey, some of us are actually trained martial artists and we can actually do a lot of really cool stuff ourselves. And yes. then to see them put that into effect, it's, it's really cool to see. And they, I would even say uh, Zach to a degree, you know, he mixes that mm-hmm. uh, that hip hop dancing with his uh, w- with his fighting style. And I mean, hell, it, it, it looks good on TV. Like it, lo- it looks good for a show like this. Yeah. And it really brought out their essential characters as right. well. Like it was something that they could use to tap into as well, because it was like it was like, OK, well, we already know how to do that. Now we just need to put the acting part together. And they did really well for years with this, uh, I thought, at least with these guys. Um, yeah. And so, you know, Tommy's doing his karate practice and stuff like that. So Bulk and Skull come up to try to disrupt things, as always. And they take the basketball. And Kimberly is just like, you guys are, like, so funny. Why don't you go back to the circus where you came from? <laughs> Skull yeah. Goes, Skull goes, hey, Bolt, is the circus really in town? <laughs> He's like, that was an insult, numb skull. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so he, but then here's where things got a little interesting to me, all right? And mm-hmm. it wasn't very long, but it got a little interesting here, was he had legit grabs Kimberly. And I'm sitting yeah. there just like, wait a minute, what the fuck are you about to do to her? Right. Yeah, I was like, what, what's the end game here? Like, what's your plan? You know, because it's not looking good right now. I don't know, but here's the thing. Had <laughs> if his intentions was to like beat her up or something like that, I'd have been like, Jason, Zach, fuck those guys up right now. Like yeah. just kill them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just crossing a line that you just don't want to cross. Right. It was either gonna be like <laughs> sexual harassment or violence towards a woman and yeah. like either way it's deserving of an ass whooping it really was like i was just like holy shit like what are they what are they trying to do here and mm-hmm. zach and jason they're just like hey man let her go and they're like ready to do something at this point yeah and, and again i'm just like man bulk jason can literally knock you out in one move Right. <laughs> like, he, like, he doesn't even need Zach for this one. Zach probably would have jumped in as well. But, I mean, this would not have been your, like, typical schoolyard fight, like, back in the day. This would have been one shot and you're done. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, he would have destroyed him. But nothing really happens. And they're just kind of, they grab bulk. And then they... <laughs> She grabs Skull and she sends him on top of him and they go crashing into the hot dog stand. (laughs) Which, did you notice something odd about the hot dog vendor? What's that? I mean, like, I could could be wrong. I don't know if you have the video pulled up, but it seemed as if, like, the actual hot dog vendor himself didn't say anything. But there was just, like, a voice kind of dubbed over his presence. And... Yeah, because like the, you don't actually get a look at the hot dog vendor, really. And you, you never see him when he speaks. And I was like, this is really kind of strange. Like, I wonder what was going on with that. Well, no, it, I did just see it right here. He does say something. Like, he tells them. He's just like, mm-hmm. hey, you two are going to have to pay for that. Yeah. Typical New York hot dog right. vendor, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, in the middle of Angel fucking Grove. Here's right. This guy. 
And I'm like, so I, I don't understand the structure of Angel Grove. Like, I don't, I want to, I want to see, like, what does this place look like on a map? Like, is this, <laughs> is, is it rural? Is it a city? What? what I don't know. But apparently it's a combination of a juice bar and a high school <laughs> and then a whole Japanese city. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my origato juice bar. <laughs> I don't know, but they didn't want to spend it. And then apparently, there's a random ass volcano, a desert, uh, an ocean side. <laughs> like, right. Apparently, like, this is a this is a destination vacation. Basically, <laughs> this is a place for everything. <laughs> apparently. That's why everything happens there, you know? It, it all makes sense now. Kind of like the sense. city of Townsville. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. I be, but at least I know what Townsville looks like, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. Oh, Lord, there's just some things that can't be explained, folks. Anyways, and another thing, um, here comes Squat and Fabu with shell shock and i'll say this you can say whatever you want to about them at least they had the smarts unlike madam woe to tell <laughs> him what they look like <laughs> yeah i would never let this show live down madam woe that what? was just too funny <laughs> i know and it was just the most ridiculous thing how does rita not tell him who the power rangers are right because every other monster knows exactly who they are somehow. <laughs> yeah. But Madam Woe, man, she was just like, oh, this is a human, must be a Power Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been funny if she'd have been dropped, like, back in the city or something. It just seemed like a bunch of people. She just steals the whole entire city. That's right. Man, look at all these Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. Who are those colored guys? Yeah. <laughs> Who are those colored, different colored guys right there? Oh, shit. That's them. <laughs> well, that would have been nice to know. Apparently, like, it just... <laughs> I don't know, but at least they had the smarts to show Shellshock, hey, these are your guys. Kill them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and so... The basketball goes flying again. This is the second time the basketball went somewhere else, and there was something waiting for him. Right. And Shellshock uses one of his beams and destroys it, gets the Rangers' attention at that point. And then, of course, it's morphing time, so let's go into action. And uh, he's, he gives a yellow stoplight. Or no, I'm sorry. It's the green. It's the green light. Yeah. He shines it on Trini, and then she's just, oh, no, I can't stop. I can't stop moving. What's going on? And I just thought that was the corny. I it went, was, what? It, it was so, like, this episode, like I said earlier, it's just so bizarre from the creation of this weird amalgamation of a creature right? to his powers. And, yeah, he just makes Trini go on a, go on a quick jog. <laughs> it's like she can't stop running. Well, you know, and here's the thing, too, right? So we talk about the creation of this monster, and they have to go by what the Super Sentai footage is doing. 
Mm-hmm. Because I, it clearly switches to Super Sentai and everything like that. But, you know, even a Japanese guy, I got to go, go up to him and be like, how the fuck did you come up with this? And did you see the little baseball thing that he did? Yeah. <laughs> oh. How this... fast is he able to move? Oh, did he, he must. It like four or five times. Right. <laughs> See, th- thankfully, Caleb, what you don't know is that the show is gracious enough to slow it down so that our human eyes could see it. This, that's <laughs> what it was. <laughs> Apparently. because I, But even kids will be like, what the fuck just happened? Like, Who are you? <laughs> but then he was able to hit all those baseballs at once, apparently. And then he freezes him with his stop ray. Jason moves out of the way, obviously, so he's unaffected right now. But he, uh, you know, they're stopped. They're frozen right now. And then he puts his head back into his shell and comes out with the cannon. <laughs> I, I, I'm not making this stuff up, folks. You can go and watch it for yourself. Out of all the monsters we have seen so far, this one is just one of the weirdest ones. <laughs> this, this is such a strange monster. And I can't help but... I, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall when the, the Super Sentai people were creating this yeah. just so I could see the logic behind it. I, 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 I don't know... If, you could find logic in it. I just, I don't know. I want to know who approved it. That's who I want to know. Someone came up with it, but someone had to approve it. And I'm just sitting there just like, okay. Like, they just were like, go with it. I did. This so, is good for me. Yeah, let's do it. That's good for me. Hey, we, we can't come up with anything. We came up with a nice gnome. So, you know, we, we got to go with this. <laughs> <laughs> but they, but that's what they came up with, and, and you know, uh, Jason fights them off for a little bit, and and you know, is a, is able to defend them off basically, and uh, they retreat, you know, to the Moon Palace and stuff like that. Where Rita still doesn't know about this monster, but for but you know, for the time being, they've actually you know done a good job technically because now they put the Power Rangers at odds right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's Trini who's going for a jog. You have <laughs> you have Zach, uh, Billy, and uh, and Kimberly, Kimberly who are, who are all frozen. Uh, you know, you still have the leader to deal with, but I mean, and then there's Tommy who's all doing karate practice because no one bothered to tell him about any of this. <laughs> right, right. And Goldar even said, he's like, Rita's not going to be happy when she finds out what you've done here. And they're like, Goldar's jealous! Goldar's <laughs> jealous! And so she wakes up and she's like, you three did okay! You know, like... like and, and Goldar's reaction, I don't believe it! Ah! You know, <laughs> like... He's just like, damn it! I actually had Jason one time! Right, like... I. Ash almost killed the leader, you assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now here's my question, Ace. Where mm-hmm. the fuck is Scorpina? Oh my goodness, that is an excellent question. Uh you're right, because she was never defeated, was she? She was never defeated. 
I mean, and she was part of the big plan and everything like that. And they summoned her and stuff like that. So they awoke her from her sleep or whatnot. And she just nowhere to be found, even in all four of these episodes. Hell, maybe she went back to sleep. <laughs> she was like, all right, Rita, well, I'm not dealing with this anymore. So fuck it. I'm just going to go back to sleep. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I I just I kept noticing that this whole time I was like, wait a minute, where the fuck did she go? All of a sudden, she was never defeated or anything like that. She was right. never destroyed, and she never is really destroyed. If, no. if I remember correctly, no, I don't think she is. Um, but man, like there, there you go again, asking all the tough questions. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, I'm a broadcast journalist. What can I do? Yeah. <laughs> I just went Bobby Hinn. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a broadcast journalist. <laughs> the best oh, one wow. ever. Anyway, no, I'm just joking. Anyways, but uh, yeah, we continue on and stuff like that. And uh, they are retreated back to the command center. And, you know, now they're trying to figure out what to do. And Zor actually, Alpha just goes, there is no known cure for this, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Zordon, there's no, there's no cure for this? <laughs> I love Zordon's rant. Not true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Not true. There is a <laughs> And yeah. I was like, okay. Like, all right, we'll then. That. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, would it make Alpha feel like an asshole, you know? <laughs> That's exactly what he did. <laughs> I just love that. I, I don't know. I just I got a kick out of that. It was just so funny to me. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so he tells them about these uh rare flowers. I don't remember what I don't remember what the flowers were called. Um I kind of forgot to write that down, but I <laughs> he said he has sent Trini there to get it. Who she's on a jog, so might as well. <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, like since, since you're driving in that general direction, I mean, what? Can you go ahead and pick up these flowers while you're out that direction? Exactly. <laughs> so he get, so he sends her to get the flowers and stuff like that, and then Jason is, uh, you know, sit back into action, and he got, and uh, he summons his Tyrannosaurus Rex. Because here's the thing. Now Rita knows about this monster. And the mm -hmm. monster was doing pretty damn good against them at normal size. So without hesitation, Ace, make my monster grow. And I'm just like, wait, what? Like, Why are you? <laughs> you don't even know anything about this. She's like, doesn't matter. You're making it grow. Apparently. <laughs> And so it goes on a rampage and is terrorizing the city. And it literally is saying his name out loud. Did, did you notice this? It, he was just, it, when he was destroying the building, he was like, Jason, come out, come out wherever you are. Oh, like, yeah, you're, you're right. I was like, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. How did no one hear that? Yeah. How did no one hear that? <laughs> oh, I mean, I. You know, Angel Grove, as we discussed, is a very weird place, but hopefully there's more than one Jason. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Just gather up all the Jasons in town. We're going to figure out which one of them right. is the Power Ranger. You're going to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> but he literally was, like, saying that. I was just like, holy shit. What? I never knew that was in there. Right. <laughs> but it was. It, it, he, it, he did it. 
And so Jason, you know, uh, goes to battle with him, and he's in the Tyrannosaurus Rex. And, you know, he's getting stomped right now because the damn thing pulls out a baseball bat <laughs> and a Captain Hook hand. Yes. Oh, my goodness. This this I, was just... <laughs> I don't know what to say in that I, instance. That makes two of us. I was... <laughs> I was like, this is such a weird creature. It really is. And so, and we also see Trini going to get the flowers and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, Jason is in some serious trouble, too. Like, like this monster is really giving it to him and stuff like that. Right. And Trini is jogging, and she's just like, I don't want to keep going, but I've got to. And I was like, you don't have a choice. You can't stop moving. What are you talking right. about? Like, <laughs> and then, here's Ace where I... I just kind of had to throw up my hands at this one. He says, Zornon says, Trini, I have, I have commanded the uh, saber-toothed tiger. His powers will help you find the flowers or something like that. Mm -hmm. Ace, when has this ever been in the <laughs> Megazord's description? Wait, you don't remember... Back in episode one, when he when Zordon said, "By the way, if you ever need to to get some rare flowers from a mountain that's never been discussed, then all you need to do is make sure that you get the saber tooth tiger zord." And 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 apparently, it's a he. It's not even an it. It's a he. He'll help you yeah. out. It's a he. <laughs> I I. I, I don't know. I could not explain this one. I was just like, wait, what? Okay. But all right, it's in there. So right. I guess we're going. And and he and here's what what was even weirder. The saber tooth tiger apparently summons the flowers to her. Like yes. she was like, she was like, Saber tooth tiger, bring the flowers to me. And I'm sitting there like, what? Right. <laughs> what mythical powers do you truly have, Rangers? Do you even know at this point? <laughs> I don't think they do. I mean, how could they when, like, Zordon is just always like, oh, by the way, <laughs> you guys can also do this. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just sitting there just like, wait, what the fuck? What is going on here? But, uh, okay, whatever. So that happened as well. So we just kind of have to go with it. Right. And Zordon finally gets Tommy because Jason needs his help and stuff like that. And, you know, Tom Tommy does not like to wear his goddamn communicator, does he? No, he doesn't. And, and as we're going to discuss in future episodes, this is an ongoing thing. Yes, it really is. Like, he freaking, like, he had to go into his bag to hear it. I'm sitting right. there, like, wait a minute, why, why is that thing not on your wrist? <laughs> <laughs> that's what Billy created it for. Exactly. Like, that. that's why it's shaped like that, so it can fit on your wrist. Like a watch. <laughs> like a watch. It doesn't actually tell Tom. It doesn't have to. <laughs> it, it tells you when your friends are getting their asses kicked. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways, so they uh, so he, he gets the call and he's like, right, I'm on my way. 
And did you notice Ace throughout all four of these episodes? He does not say it's morphin' time one time. He does not. No, you're right. It's always, uh, I'm out of here, or I'll be right there. Right. Uh, you know, maybe... You know, maybe it's, a, it's like a hazing process, like an initiation. They're like, you haven't earned the right yet reserve to say it's morphing time. You don't get that honor that honor yet. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I just noticed that when I was sitting there, I was like, I was like, he does not say it's morphing time, not one time. No. So, but go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, oh! I was, I was just gonna say that, like, not one time does he say it, but he will eventually in future episodes. But for right now, it's like, nope, not right now. You're not <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so anyway, so we continue on with the episode and everything like that. And Tommy now is finally morphing into action. He's coming to save Jason, and he summons the dragon sword, and he's and he's here to help Jason. And they're fighting off shell shots for a minute there. And they look like they've got him for a minute. And he's like, oh, oh, there's something in my eyes. I can't see. I've been blinded. And, and they're like, all right. And he just turns around, not. And he just <laughs> yeah. freezes them with the stop ray. I love that. That was awesome. I don't care right. what it says. Like, oh, here he comes with, with the fake out. I, I didn't know that uh, Squat and Babu installed that in him. Apparently, they're the only ones that know how to have a monster that talks properly, mm-hmm. or somewhat like, like because yeah. a lot of Rita's monsters haven't said more than two things or something uh, right. at times. Oh, but then they're like, but then they're like, like we need Trini. You know, she's the only one that can help with these flowers. And, oh, I don't even know what to say about this next part. She, she's like. Actually, when she runs up, she goes, Jason, Billy, I've got the flowers. I'm like, Billy's frozen. What are you talking about? <laughs> Does Billy look like that. he's there? Oh, man, I, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was that was bizarre, too. This whole episode, man. It was. It was but she gets it, and then she jumps up on top. Of the fakest looking turtle head I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and is running on top of it. <laughs> like, like she looks like she's in the Olympics running the marathon with the torch. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, it's just like, what the fuck is going on? And she's like, oh. these flowers will reverse your powers. And it, 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 it reverses the powers. The rangers are unfrozen. And, you know, they're like, they're like, what happened and stuff like that. And he's like, Trini freed you. And they're like, what is going on with Shellshock now? He's like, look at the viewing globe. And I'm sitting there just like, it's like, you should have told them just to go straight to the Zords. Exactly. Might as well have. Well, they did. So, um, so it, and here's the thing too. It doesn't take all of the Zords apparently. It just took the Dragon Zord and the and the Tyrannosaurus Rex to do the job. Like yeah. they didn't even need to. They didn't even need to do anything. They just stood there at the command center. <laughs> <laughs> like oh. they just stood there at the command center watching the damn thing. They were like, "Nope, they don't need us." 
we're, we're good. Like, <laughs> no, I, like, I'm pretty sure they got this covered, guys. We can just kind of hang back this time. I guess, because that's exactly what happens. The T-Rex and the Dragon Sword defeat Shellshock. And, of course, Rita is pissed. <laughs> she's like, she's like, what made you think you could do the monster? You don't know that you don't even know what time of day it is. You don't right. even know what day it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you know, I, riot act. I, I guess that, you know, she does have the right to, to be upset because she could also say, you know, you guys are wasting my precious resources making this stupid ass turtle monster when I could have been doing something else with it. <laughs> she could have done something else with it. Or maybe she was just like, you. You woke me up for this? <laughs> like, right. <laughs> I was dreaming of when things were actually good for me. <laughs> oh. But anyway, so they defeat the monster, and we're back on the basketball court where they're still having some fun. And Tommy, you know, bets Zach, hey, uh, I, I, how about a point game? And I believe loser buys lunch was the deal. Yeah. He's like, all right, let's do it. And so, you know, Zach does his top for my slamma jamma, double whamma, <laughs> hip hop because you can't stop me. I don't know what he said, but it was something yeah. like that. But <laughs> he uh, and he defeats Tommy and he's like, uh, waiter, he'll take the check. <laughs> <laughs> but then Billy goes, care to double your odds? And he Goddamn <laughs> Billy. And I love Zach. He's just like, Billy, I just couldn't punish a guy like you. I just couldn't. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, you wouldn't expect it. Not from Billy. No. And and he says, he says, loser buys lunch for two. He's like, he's like, you sure? He's like, absolutely. He's like, all right, let's do it. So he, and then he just, he steals the ball away from him with no problem whatsoever. <laughs> like, he just goes, he just goes, nah. Like, he takes right. the ball away from him, and then he comes up with words I'm not even going to try to pronounce in this yeah, thing. Yeah, no. And he dunks the basketball. Yeah. What hidden talents does this man have? Or more like, what hidden talents does he not have? Uh, <laughs> we've seen him a few episodes ago, like, bust out some crazy dance moves out of nowhere. You know, we, we we've seen him invent like just the craziest inventions, and like he's done so much that I'm not surprised at all that he can dunk a basketball. I'm like Billy can probably do some of everything. <laughs> Apparently, because he just <laughs> even Zach just goes good one, Billy. So I just and that was the end. To I love this episode. <laughs> But it's also bizarre as fuck. I'll admit it. But I thought it was also just so much fun. <laughs> like it was a lot of fun. But man, this this was bizarre even by Power Ranger standards. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. It was just. It, it was. It was weird. So all right. I mean, I, I know you've given us most of your thoughts, Ace, on this one. But final thoughts on this episode before we move away. Man, like this is not the episode to drop uh, acid on while watching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, 
so uh, Shell Shocked is it's still like a very fun episode, but you know, all jokes aside, um, I I thought that that this would be the time to kind of double down on the Green Ranger and on, on how awesome he can be as a good guy. But as we discussed earlier, he is put in like that kind of reserve spot, whereas breaking case of emergency, that's what the Green Ranger seems to be like. Like right. if we if we need you, then we'll call you. It's not so much uh you're a part of the team, you're you're with us every step of the way. No, it's more like if shit gets out of hand, then we'll call you. I just kinda of feel like this episode, especially coming off the Green with Evil saga, really needed to be focused on the usefulness of the Green Ranger and not just the breaking case of emergency type of scenarios. And, and, and I agree with that, but you also do see his usefulness in that sense as well. You mm-hmm. know, kind of thing. So it's like, you know, if the Rangers are down, then, you know, he can be there to help. And I, you know, it's funny that we talk about that in, in this because this would become a theme for every six Ranger that there ever has been in Power Rangers or extra yeah like that you know kind of thing they've always done that and and that that is true it's like a last minute resort right and 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 that is true that is something that they they kind of stick to and uh maybe they do that just just in case the character doesn't resonate with the audience that way there's not that much of an investment i don't know that's true or you know maybe it's also they're trying to figure out what exactly you know they can do uh, as well, because now not only do they have five, but now they have six to right. follow. So it's kind of like we still want you to like our heroes, but we also want you to like this guy as well. And this guy needs to be introduced more and stuff like that. I guess right. I, I don't know. It, it, it's a it, it's an interesting formula that they've always just kind of stuck to, no matter what Power Rangers it is. Whenever you have like the six Power Ranger. It's always that come to save the day kind of thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not really sure why it's done like that, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, I still thought, though, you know, as, as for my final thoughts on this, I still thought that this was a very fun episode. Um, I love Squat and Fabu, of course, as, as you could tell. <laughs> um, they're... I loved their lines in this. It was so funny at times. Um, the monster was just so ridiculous that it became cool at the same time. <laughs> like, right, yeah. Like, it was just that ridiculous that you just kind of like, oh, this is kind of fun now. Especially when, he, again, when he was, you know, tearing through the city and he was just like, Jason, come out and play. Like, I was like, <laughs> damn. <laughs> like, right, just calling him right out. Yeah, basically. But that was the trouble with Shell Shock. It was a very bizarre episode, but it still was a very fun episode. Please check it out in the Mighty Morphin. It's episode 23, by the way, in season one, if you want to know. Or, I'm sorry, it's episode 22, I should say. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the mm-hmm. wrong one. <laughs> I'm looking at the next one. Uh, and speaking of the next one, we're going to cover the next one. It's called The Itsy Bitsy Spider. God, I wonder what that's about. (laughs) But we'll find out when we come back here on the Power Rangers Go podcast. But first, we're going to get a word from TMB Studios. Come on back with us. Here it is. 
you know, it's, I know it's, it's supposed to be your turn to start talking about this. We got to do this commercial for now. I know we got to do the commercial. You're the one that said that you were going to do the commercial for the podcast. No, no, no. You said you were going to do the commercial. No, you're the one that said that you have the face for radio. Oh, yeah. Well, that ain't what your dad said, because your dad said that you have the voice, the, the face that only a dog would love. Oh, that's just brilliant. Yeah, well, you know... Who cares who does it? Somebody's got to tell them that 90s nostalgia is airing on TMB. That somebody's got to let them yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Somebody's got to let them know. You I mean, seriously. You don't even no. talk on the shows. Talk on the freaking radio. Why aren't you talking? Because all, all you have to do is say 90s nostalgia. Catch it exclusively on TMB Studios. You're currently locked in to Power Rangers Go on TMB Studios. All right, we are back here on the Power Rangers Go podcast. I, of course, am Caleb Stoneball, and he is the ace of the Morphin Grid, born out of the Power Eggs himself, Mr. Quentin Ficklin. <laughs> that is me. Zordon still owes me a lot of back child support. Still waiting <laughs> on that. <laughs> I was we'll see not what happens. prepared for that, but okay. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> and hey, you know, Zordon can answer, not true. <laughs> yeah. uh, as I'm sure he'll try. I'm sure right. he will. Right. You two are going to end up on Maury. <laughs> yep. Yep. He, you know, uh, eight, 18 years, you know, uh, he, he owes me at least that much. <laughs> Zordon, you are the father. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Anyways, but let's move along to episode 23 of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And it's called The Itsy Bitsy Spider. And uh, right off the bat, when I saw that fucking name, I went, oh, God, I do remember this one. I hate this one. And I mostly just hate the beginning of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we'll get into why. But it starts off with them at, at, oh my god, Ace, where are they? Yeah, I, I'd be damned if they're not in school. They're in school. There's <laughs> actually kids attending school there. <laughs> like, who would have thought? Like, man, they, they must have splurged for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just like, oh my god, we're actually starting in a hallway. Which right. We start in this fucking hallway. And it shows Billy and Trini trying to get everyone to sign a petition. And I'm sitting there just like, oh, my God, if this had been done in, like, high school when I was going to high school, we'd have made fun of them. Like, this is. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I would not have put myself out there like that. But then then again, it's these guys, and they do it all the time, apparently. Yeah. And so they're trying to save this statue and this statue uh is is wanting to be torn down by the uh, uh i guess by the city and it's to make room for some stuff i guess i i'm not really sure like i wasn't really sure of the reason that they wanted to tear it down or whatnot but they wanted to tear it down and it's supposed to you know keep bad bugs away from you and show you why you know there's good in bugs um, yeah, right. And 
That's uh, just my opinion, folks. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, then again, of course, you have Bulk and Skull there, and they take a bucket of cockroaches and just fling them on people. And even as I see it right now, I, I'm just... I don't know about you, but the hair on the back of my neck was standing up, Ace. You know, for for me, it's like, oh yeah, the roaches are gross, but I'm I'm a lot like Zach in the <laughs> regards of keep that goddamn spider away from me. Well, <laughs> yes, I would be too, but that's not what happens. Yeah, that spider gets on top of his shoulder. And I turned, I'm turning away right now from the damn screen. I'm just like, oh my God. Like, I, I'm, oh. I, had, I probably had nightmares as a kid about that. I was like, been, let, let me tell his you. Reaction, I... His reaction to it, he's just like, ah, 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 <laughs> get up, get up. <laughs> oh, that was, that was disturbing. I mean, because I have legit arachnophobia, I cannot be around a spider. I, right. I, I cannot, and I could not imagine filming uh, this this scene. I can't imagine being Zach and and having to have a, a, a actual spider of that size, especially placed on my show. Nope, no way. I can't even think about it. Yeah, and it looked like every time it looked like the spider would get closer and closer to his face. Yeah. Like it was like right on his neck. And I was just like, oh my God, like get it away. Get it away. <laughs> like, right. and he's like, and Tommy comes over and he's like, I got it. I got it. I got it. And he, he misses it. Like the spider jumps away, which I want to know where the fuck that thing went. Right. <laughs> That's yeah, that, what I want to know. We need resolution for that because no, that, that is, that is terrifying. It is. <laughs> It was more terrifying than any monster that we have seen so far. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I was afraid of that tiny ass spider more than I was <laughs> any other spider. And, and we're going to get into that and everything like that. But yeah, uh, he goes and, 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 he, and he, like, it's tr like, Trini's trying to get it off of him too. And he's yeah. just like, I got it, I got it, I got it. And he, <laughs> he misses it. And he hits Zach in the shoulder, and I was just like, "Oh my god, I bet that hurt like shit!" Like, right? <laughs> and also, like, you know, if I was Zach, I'd be I'd be happy that the spider moved because I don't think I want a giant smushed spider on my shoulder. Oh, I know, <laughs> especially if the damn thing's pregnant. Right? Oh, oh, see, now you, you just sent shivers down my spine. <laughs> I know, but that's what I was thinking. I was just like, what if this was a pregnant ass spider oh. and those things have like millions of babies? Oh, I, I, I would have stripped butt ass naked if that happened. <laughs> just, oh, I could not, I couldn't do it. I'd have couldn't been, I'd have been, if that had happened to me in high school, I'd have just been like, you know what? Fuck you all. You're about to learn what a male genitalia looks like. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to learn because I'm about to strip because I'm getting all my clothes off and if there's any bugs on me I'm just going to go and jump in the fire or something like right. that. Yeah. Like I'm going to go straight to the cafeteria and just burn myself. Absolutely. That's the only way to be sure. I'm doing this for <laughs> all of you creatures. 
<laughs> I can't. That's exactly right. Oh my god. Anyway, so so you know, Bulk and Skull do that, and and Kimberly just walks up to him and just listen, you buffoons. What goes around comes around. I'm just like, boy, you really told them after that shit. Why? <laughs> and here was the fucked up thing for Trini. The teacher apparently gets mad at her, which, I mean, we don't see this. She just says it, you know. Right. Kind of yeah, yeah. But, but she was just like, my teacher was very upset that I only turned in three cockroaches and stuff like that. I was in there like, do they not know what happened? Yeah. It's not your fault. <laughs> right. And, and that's kind of the thing that that I was curious about, too, because like it, it wasn't Trini's fault. It was clearly Bulk and Skull's fault. Exactly. Like, and I'm like, surely this school has like cameras or what? I mean, you don't even need cameras. You have witnesses. Exactly. Right. <laughs> you have witnesses, and there had to have been teachers around those fucking hallways that saw that shit. Like, it's, right. I just, I, I'm sitting there, just like, good lord, are you, are y'all's teachers dicks or what? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I mean, like, it the, wasn't your fault. Yeah, it wasn't your, but also, you know, like, even the principal has been like a little weird at times. Always yeah. blaming stuff on the Rangers. So who knows? It, I mean, it's very true, but seriously, like, like if that had happened in, like, a real high school or something like that, the teacher would have understood it's, like, it's not your fault. Like, you clearly were bullied, and someone decided to do that or play a prank and stuff like that. It's not your fault. Like, right. yeah, I, I just, I, I don't know, but whatever, you know, and, and we see them. Now, here's where it got a little interesting, Ace. Is this the same day at school? Or is this the next day? Because they are all completely different clothes. You're right. It's got to be a different day. It's got to be, right? It's. I guess it does. Like, like maybe that was at the end of the school day that that happened. Or something like that. And we did see Rita. And she's plotting something. And it was done at nighttime. So maybe it was the next day or something like that. But but there was no next day caption or anything like that. It was just, it was just, they showed up and I'm sitting there just like, wait a minute. Are, is this the same day at school or is this the next day? So I'm going right. to go with it was the next day. Yeah, I'm going to go with that too, just so I don't have to hurt my brain figuring out <laughs> why they would all be in different clothes. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, like I just, I noticed that, and I was just like, what in the world? But, so they're in different clothes, and Billy comes up, and he's got his hand cup, and, uh, and they're like, what do you got there? And he's just like, oh, and he shows this cute little mouse, and that's exactly how Kimberly reacts, and he's just like, this isn't a pet, this is Jack, and they're like, same thing! <laughs> right. Hey, let, let, me, let me ask you this, also, um... Do do you watch the show with subtitles? No, I do not. Okay, so uh, I, I've watched every episode of this show with subtitles. And okay. let me tell you, they are atrocious. The subtitles are terrible on this show. So, oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so, so here's one, for example. Um, 
like th- there's about a fifty percent chance that the sh- that the uh, the subtitles will spell Zordon, Z O R D A N Zordan. Like half the time, <laughs> half the time they call him Zordan, and I'm like, what? And then also here as well, it was it was weird because uh, Billy clearly says Jack, right? The, the mm-hmm. mouse's name is, is Jack. And at the end of the scene, he says it again after the uh, after the stunt with Bulk and Skull when he gets uh, the mouse back. He goes, he says something like, oh, uh, something about Zack again, like the, 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 the mouse. Now, or, or Jack, I'm sorry. Yeah. But in the subtitles, it says Jeff. And it had me so confused because I thought that, that there was a, a problem on the show's part. So I went back and rewatched that scene again. But no, he clearly says Jack both times. But the show says Jeff. I mean, the the subtitle says Jeff. And I'm like, it's, it's so weird. But the, What the, in the world? The, the subtitles are terrible on the show. <laughs> well, whoever did their subtitles did, clearly did not give a fuck. Like, no. Like, like, there, there's certain times where like they just miss entire phrases and get like half a sentence. It's terrible. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's that's awful. Why? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm like, it's not that hard. Like, it's not like they're the the only thing I can think is that like <laughs> if they got the people that made Super Sentai to, to translate it into English for the subtitles, that's I, the only way it would make sense. I I guess, but I'm sitting there like, if you can translate and have subtitles for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, you can have them for the Power Rangers, motherfucker. Right. Like, <laughs> it's oh, a bunch man. of puns <laughs> at the time. Right. Oh, my Lord. That's hilarious. I'm going to have to now go and watch that just to see that. Oh, yeah, I, I, t- I tell you what, for next week's episode, just watch the next four with subtitles and you will have a field day. <laughs> I will do that now. I, that that is a cha- challenge accepted. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh my god, that's hilarious. But and, and and we talk about the stunt with Bulk and Skull. You know, they throw the book at Jack the Rat. Yes, su- subtitles. It's Jack the Rat. <laughs> yeah, not Jeff. Yeah, it's not Jeff. But they they are trying to, you know, I guess they're trying, I don't know what they plan to do with the mouse, but they, they you know, the mouse springs free, and he goes into Skull's pants, and, you know, he's basically, it's just basically making him freak out. Mm-hmm. And uh, he jumps in Bulk's arms and stuff like that. And then Billy just goes and grabs the the mouse like they haven't want him to touch him whatsoever and he just goes over and grabs it <laughs> like yeah <laughs> so is he just like enough of this so uh you know they get jack back and everything like that <laughs> i swear to god i'm not trying to rhyme but <laughs> 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 but that's just what happens and so you know it, yeah we talked about that stuff and then we go on uh, with the episode, and we see Rita is still planning something evil, and their plan is to put a fake statue of the statue that they're trying to save or whatnot, and catch them all off guard, and um, they, you know, they want to replace the statue, and then Finster, make me a monster, 
And oh my god, Ace, it is a what? A giant fucking spider. <sighs> did they have to do this to me? I mean, did they really? I was just about to say, like, I'm just like, I bet you saw that and we're just like, God, like <laughs> I was like, why? Why? I mean, really, guys? Come on. I've often joked about this. I said, I said, you know, if the end of the world, like if we had giant spiders attacking the city like I've seen in movies, I'm just going to go ahead and just take myself out of the equation right there. I'm just going to be like, mm-hmm. you know what? It's the end of the world. Bye. <laughs> like, right, I'm right. not dealing with that. <laughs> yeah. I, I won't be any good fighting the resistance. No. Nope. I mean, so uh, I'm just, I'm just, no, no I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to take yep. myself out. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just like, I was like, nope, I'm done. I'd have walked up to Zordon and been like, you know what, motherfucker, I quit. I'm right. done. I'm not dealing with these. I don't care what powers we have. Yep. The, the, if there's not... any resistance from this spider, I'm done. Right. Like, yeah, they, they are not. Uh, they are not that mighty or morphing enough for me to fight a giant spider. I'm out of here. Right. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> But then she has another plan. Uh, she has a bunch of moths, and you know, Squat and Babu are asking her, "What are the moths for? What are the moths for? Your evilness!" <laughs> and, she, and she just like, "What do you think?" And looks <laughs> Fabu's reaction. He's like, "Well, it's uh, it's hard to say." Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my god! Uh, and she just goes, "Sleeping powder." And, of course, you know, he's going to put the Power Rangers to sleep and going to put the whole world to sleep, which is a good plan if you think about it. Yeah. Because if, yeah. if everyone is asleep, then they can't defend themselves. That's true. I mean, like, it actually works in that regard. But, I mean, that's, that's typical. You know, we see things never go as planned. Well, of course. And, and we are going to see that uh, as well as we go along. In the episode, but she's going to release these, uh, you know, moths and stuff like that. And that's going to be the plan. And then we see our heroes. Well, we see at least four of them. We see Jason, Billy, Trini and Kimberly. And they're going on a hike to, you know, grab some more bugs, especially for Trini's experiment so that she can get a good grade and stuff like that. Or I guess rescue some bugs, whatever you want to say. And uh, Billy looks like something out of Curious George. <laughs> Billy is taking this way too seriously. Yes, and they're and they're just walking up to these bugs and grabbing them, and I'm sitting there just like, oh my god, I would not have done this scene. I wouldn't have done no. this scene or the freaking bugs in the not beginning scene. But, but now the ones that they're picking up and grabbing, those are fake bugs, right? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know at this point. I, I, I think they were because, like, they the bugs never moved. And, I, if, and if you look at them closely, it's like, I think that's a fake bug. Yeah, uh, it might have been. I, it, but, but now, the, that giant tarantula at the beginning, that was a real fucking spider. And, that and, was. Yeah. There was no way to CGI that back in the day. <laughs> and that's exactly what I would have told the directors. I'd have been like, mm-hmm. have you ever heard of this thing called CGI? Were you using it? <laughs> Right. Have you uh not to get off topic, have you ever seen that movie called Arachnophobia? No, I haven't actually. You, you haven't. 
No. Okay, maybe you shouldn't. I watched the movie, movie when I was a kid. I think it came out in the mid-90s. Um, okay. But it's essentially this movie about this family that moves into this uh, this new house. Uh, but it is infest, infested with with uh, spiders. And, oh, God. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and, and there's, like, one main spider that's, like, I guess we call the queen who's, like, laying a bunch of eggs. And uh, and what's interesting is that like most of the most of the spiders used because there were hundreds, most of them were actually real spiders in that movie. Uh, but like the the big ass queen, there were there were two spiders used. One was uh, an actual real spider, but one was animatronic, and mm-hmm. uh, and 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 it, it was fucking terrifying because. Like the the actor, I forget the I forget who was the star, but he talked about how he had to uh, learn how to work with an actual spider on set because like the spider would get moody or it would have emotions if he freaked out and and hit it, you know he had to apologize by like feeding it bugs or some shit. I'm like, there's no fucking way I could be in that movie. I could not do it. <laughs> they they I. They couldn't even pay me ten million dollars <laughs> to be in that damn thing. I mean, because it was literally like the size of my hand. Like that's how big the, the main spider was in this movie. Well, and it, there seems like it, it, it had to crawl up him slowly, you know. And I'm like, I no, just there's no way. Oh my god! <laughs> so there's a reason I never saw this movie, and we'll probably <laughs> never watch that movie. I didn't even see eight legged freaks. Okay. <laughs> I forgot about that. I didn't even see freaks. that movie. So, <laughs> fuck I'm, I'm, off with a bunch of real spiders crawling. Oh my God. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm like, I can't even stay, sit in my chair now. I'm just like, oh, fuck. I'm, I'm going to send you a link to it after we're done here. Oh God. <laughs> I will not pull it up. <laughs> Although I may, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> oh. that's hilarious. Anyways, um, so they're still, you know, searching for bugs and everything. And then Rita sends the putty patrol, of course, and they're fighting off the putties and stuff like that. And what's interesting about this, you know, before they start fighting the putties, they're like, you know, where is Zach and Tommy? And Tommy had to go do karate practice or something like that, uh, as always. And Zach is teaching a hip-hop keto class, which they were kind of making fun of his, you know, phobia of bugs. And I'm just like, fuck y'all. <laughs> I would have made it known I'm a bitch when it comes to that. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way in hell. And. So they're, they're giving him a little grief, but then they're like, come on, he has a hip-hop keto class, which he's teaching his style of hip-hop to um, students and stuff like that. Because, of course, everybody needs money. <laughs> so <laughs> I wonder if he charged for those. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's an excellent question. And I'm like, I, there's so many questions I always have about Angel Grove that I know won't be answered but this still fun to think about, like, where are all the adults for this class being, for this class happening, you know? Like, <laughs> where, where, where are the parents at here? <laughs> you know? I, I mean, uh... if, you, if you look at this scene coming up in, in today's climate, it does, it does not look good. You know, no. <laughs> like, like a bunch of kids 
unsupervised with like uh, somewhat an adult, and and then all the kids just basically getting drugged and falling asleep. Like this, this <laughs> it's not a good look. <laughs> and they're out in the middle of nowhere too. Yeah, yeah out in the middle of nowhere. It is not a good look. <laughs> it's not. But apparently, none of them thought any better or something like <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Again, there's just questions that even I don't have the answers to. Right. On this. Zordon himself doesn't have answers to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. But anyways, uh, Zach, it, it, well, they fight off the putties, basically. You know, there's not much, you know, else to say about that. But they fight off the putties. And then we see Zach, and he's teaching his hip-hop keto class. And uh, he goes... He goes, all right, I'm going to show y'all some moves and stuff like that. And he's like, it's pretty good. Hey, uh, you need some funkier music. Uh, y'all want some funkier music? All right. So he goes and he tries uh, to put in some music. And he's like, uh, I left the cassette in my car. Let me, go, let me go back and get it. You guys practice right now. And then here comes the sleeping moss, uh, you know, or, or the moss with the powder and stuff like that. And they sprinkle the kids and stuff like that. And Zach, you know, he comes over and he starts joking. He's like, he's like, hey, you know, what, uh, what's, what's this? You, you guys already tired and stuff like that? And then he realizes, uh-oh, something's wrong here. Yeah. And he, cause he's like, he's like, I can't wake him up. And at this point, I'm kind of thinking, how does he think that they're not dead? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, because Rita could have easily, like, made a poison monster that just poisons everybody and kills them. <laughs> Thankfully, that did, that's not the case. I was about to say, wouldn't that just been more effective? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's true. Instead of just putting them to sleep, putting the Rangers to sleep, just go ahead and poison them. Yeah. Apparently, but apparently that's just not how she thinks, I guess. <laughs> I don't really know, but he but he sees that something is wrong and he calls Zordon. Zordon, what's going on? He's just like, be careful, Zachary. Those moths. Uh, Rita has unleashed these moss and they are not ordinary. They, they are sleeping powder moss. And here's my question. They're standing right there next to him. <laughs> How did he not get affected? Oh. <sighs> Man. I, I, so, okay. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make up some head cannon right here on the spot. All right. So, <laughs> so what, what happened here was that even though they were that close to him, luckily for Zach, there was a gust of wind that came from the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> and it propelled the, the the mist or whatever in the opposite direction. So Zach was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then explain to me how he's running away from this. God damn it. <laughs> Oh, nothing, right? Nothing. Well, I could explain the first part. The other part, yeah, Yeah, (laughs) not right. (laughs) But he's running away from them, and he's just like that statue was supposed to protect you from bad bugs and stuff like that. Which I was sitting there, just like, yeah, but these are not ordinary bugs, but okay. And so he goes to the statue, 
And he's like, oh, man, that, that thing is crawling with those things. And he's like, wait a minute, that's not the real statue. The, the statue's got flowers on his head. That's got snakes. And he's just like, Rita sent this or something. Mm-hmm. And he morphs, Mastodon. And he's like, all right, I'm going to find out what this is all about. And he shoots the thing, which here's, here's what was interesting about this. It switches. It, it goes to Super Sentai footage. And then right. it switches to American footage for like two seconds. And I'm sitting there just like, wait, wait, wait what the fuck? Why did you even need the American footage? That that's a good point. It's like that was that was maybe like a a, a, a waste of money. You guys could have shot another hallway scene for that kind of money. <laughs> <laughs> you could have, but they didn't. And he shoots the statue and the spider shows up and he's just and he says what you and I are thinking, oh man, it's a spider. I hate yeah. spiders. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, say it again, Zach. I'm right there with you. Exactly. Like he spoke for the both of us, and then Goldar comes down and he's fighting off these two things. And so obviously, you know, he's in trouble. You know, like Goldar and a big giant spider. Even I would be shitting myself at that point. I'd just be like, "Man, yeah, like, I'm, I'm down on this one, guys." Does, does Goldar have like a, a personal problem with Zach in particular? Because with the exception of, of Jason, Zach is the only person who ever fights this motherfucker one on one. This like, is Go- true. <laughs> this is true. I don't know. Maybe it was that way in the Super Sentai footage, and, yeah. and he just—he had a personal grudge against—I don't know, but that's a good point, and I never thought of that. But it's true; you only see him fighting like Jason and Zach, basically. Yeah. This whole show, like he never really attacks the other Rangers. No. So I—I I don't know. That's a—that's another question that that we just can't answer, but. You know, Zach is in trouble. So the guys are, you know, in that little field or whatnot, and they're still fighting bugs. And I love how the the communicator goes off, and Jason just throws his bucket down. Right. <laughs> like, if there's a couple of bugs in there, they just got shook the fuck up. <laughs> exactly. You're like, fuck these bugs. Time, time to go to work. Exactly. Like, and And they're like, they're like, and that's exactly what they do. And it's just like always, you know, it doesn't matter what they're doing. They immediately drop everything without mm-hmm. hesitation. There's never once a hesitation on any of their parts when it comes to monsters. Right. And uh, now, it, it's, it's, it's good that they're never doing anything like feeding baby kittens because, you know, <laughs> for them to drop <laughs> To do something like that, but yeah, I mean they, they're always ready to go to work. <laughs> I can see them holding a cat, like, right? Just drop him out of nowhere, right? And oh so, man, my bad. Yeah, <laughs> and cat's got nine lives. It's okay. That's, that's true. <laughs> and anyways, so we see them, and they go to help Zach. And the spider catches them all in a web and shit like that. And it's hard for them to move. And at that point, I would just be like, I give up. I'm done at this point. Yeah. (laughs) But Zach jumps up and 
blasts the motherfuckers. He literally blasts the shit out of that spider and Goldar. Did you right. see that? Like, like that to me, it it was awesome. Yeah, no, that was a cool moment because he just kind of like, I mean, he had to be moving super fast in order to pull that maneuver off. But it was super cool to see. Well, like I said, it just it was so cool the way it was shot. And obviously it was super Sentai. So I I have to credit them on that one. That one was it was just an awesome shot. And the way that they put it in the show and stuff like that, it was just really good. I loved it. And so obviously at this point, Rita has to make her spider grow and she has to throw that staff in the what spot ace? In the exact same goddamn spot she always does. <laughs> the same oh. spot. It's not. Here's my question. How far away is that spot <laughs> from the monster? <laughs> Here's another question. How do, we know uh-huh. that's, how do we know that spot is on planet Earth? <laughs> <laughs> well, the staff is coming towards Earth, so I, I, I think we're supposed to assume that, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I cannot answer that whatsoever. But hey, it, it is what it is. And, 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 and could you imagine if somebody like built a house right there in that spot, and they're <laughs> like, "Oh man, uh, we finally got this house built. Now we can start our family and our life together, hun." And then just a every other day, a, a fucking staff just comes crashing through your house. <laughs> this is bullshit. No wonder the real estate was so cheap here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we want our money back. Not too late. We already well, sold well, it. <laughs> uh, you know, this this is considered an act of God. It's not covered by, by our insurance. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's too that's too great. But they, she grows up the spider, and then they call forth the Megazord, and they already immediately, you know, band together and get the Megazord, and they're already having trouble with the spider. Like the spider catches the Megazord in a web, and so to free themselves, they, you know, disengage with the Megazord. Like, like they're like, all right, separate, and they, and then they come back. Uh, with just their regular Zords. Well, not regular Zords, I should say, but their mm-hmm. Zords individually. And we see that, you know, the Mastodon has the right strategy in trying to freeze him. Because obviously spiders don't like the cold. We've seen that in, like, real life and stuff like that, I think. Don't not quote me <laughs> on that, animal experts or bug experts out there. <laughs> I am not one, and I do not pretend to be one and nor do i care to be one but that's a that's a different story but the spider is really giving it to them right now and so they're like hey we need tommy and i thought tommy said that he was going to do karate practice where the fuck is he where is he fighting in this little field where is he man like i said before andrew grove is just Angel Grove is is everything. Is 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 if someone asked you, uh, Caleb, so is is Angel Grove? Is it a city? Is it a rural place? Is it is it a countryside? Is it suburban? The answer is yes. Is <laughs> <laughs> it yes? And 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 they're like, well, we, 
is there more detail? No. No. <laughs> There's nothing more that needs to be said. It is every is every vacation destin or is every vacation destination in America all in one. Exactly. And Just the this- only thing to do in this place is to go to the juice bar. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yes, there's a lot of high-rise buildings. There's a lot of open space. There's a lot of everything, but the juice bar, though, you're not going to be able to top the juice bar. Nope, nope. That's uh, (laughs) that's the (laughs) number one spot in all of Angel Grove. And but again, Tommy is out just somewhere in this random ass field, and he has a sword, and he's practicing karate. Which I'm sitting there just like, oh my god. Have Bulk and Skull right now try to come up and mess with him. Right. He's got a fucking sword. Like, a, le- a legit samurai yeah. sword. And, you know, also something else we forgot to mention was that during the Green with Evil saga, Tommy, like, blasted their feet with, like, a telekinetic green energy that made them jump into a dumpster. And they saw his eyes glow, uh, glow green, and it's like... Why would you ever fuck with this guy after seeing him do that? Because they have a one-track mind, apparently. <laughs> they just don't. They don't remember what they did the day the day before, or something like that. I just I don't know, and, and I still try to figure that out. But uh, they call for Tommy, and because they need his help and everything like that, and he shows up in the nick of time, and then. Finally, the Zord I've been waiting for to see do some damage. The Mega Dragon Zord is formed. Yes. This still, to this day, is one of the coolest fucking Zords of all time. It's awesome. I mean, it's just just absolutely cool to see all these years later. And these Zords, man, are still just so breathtaking to me. I'm sure that a lot of it for me has to do with nostalgia. But also right. just just the design of it and just like the scope and the magnitude of what these things are. I mean, yes. they're great. You, you know, um, you know how like a, a lot of people, uh, I don't know if, if you grew up watching these movies, but how fans of the old school Godzilla movies have such a reverence and respect for those movies. Right. Whereas, whereas you know, me personally with those old Godzilla movies, I just kind of scoff at them and think they, they're kind of silly or whatnot. But I understand where those fans of Godzilla are coming from because I feel that same way about Power Rangers and with the Zords. There's such right. a there's such like a reverence and such magnitude to these things that you can't help but just be in awe of them, even though you know it's just a guy in an outfit or whatever. But still, there's just something so grand about the whole thing that you just can't help but be in awe. Yeah, I, I agree completely. And they made a shit ton of money off of the toys <laughs> they, they they made a shit ton of money off of me and my parents buying these toys <laughs> yes that's exactly what i was gonna say i had every single power rangers toy you could think of if it was a power rangers toy i had it and right. you know had i kept them in boxes i would probably be a millionaire today for them but yeah they were got played every single day and uh, I, I loved it. And especially when I got to make the Dragon Megazord. And here was the thing, too. It was one of those toys that when you got it, it was exactly like the show. 
like it came together exactly like in the show. There wasn't any shortcuts or anything like that. Like, like you literally felt like you were the Megazord kind of thing. And and, and that's really important. And not to get too far off topic, but like the the structural integrity or the quality of of those toys were really important because if if they were just like the the cheap hollowed out plastic with the 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 paint chips on them or or just like stickers that peel off it wouldn't mean as much i mean because it would devalue the way that a kid would look at the megazord if the toys were were just these cheap things but the fact that the fact that the toys were really for their time they were pretty damn sturdy and and they were really impressive to to kind of look at so yeah they really were yeah, it just kind of helps you all the more connect with these characters with those orts. Yeah, and by this point in the Power Rangers series, like the show is just on another level at this point. Especially right. with the introduction of Tommy, how great the Green with Evil saga was. And then these episodes that are bizarre at times, but it's still, you know, as a child, you didn't care. You didn't care about all that stuff. It was, it was just amazing every time you watched it. And then you would, and then you would turn it off, you know, after it was done and then you would go play with the toys. So it was just like, it it was like a never ending thing of power Rangers basically. And, And that's just what made the show just so great. And, you know, speaking of the uh, of the Mega Dragon Sword, they they form it and they have no problem getting rid of this spider, which normally I would call bullshit on, but in this case, I didn't care. I was like, take care of that thing, get it off my screen, right? Now. Right. <laughs> like, just do it. I'm fine with that. And so they take care of it with no problem, and then Zach you know, transports down back to his uh, back to his class and his students and everything. And then they're waking up and, you know, he, he uh, teaches them how to, you know, do the hip hop keto and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's working again. And then we go back to Angel Grove High. I'm going to assume the very next day as well. <laughs> and they say and they're just like. Uh, hey guys, you know, good news. The city decided to not tear down the statue. And so, uh, you know, they, they were so impressed by all of the petitions uh, that were signed and everything, or how many signatures they got on the petitions, I should say, if I could talk. Right. And they, uh, and so they're happy about it and everything. And then so Tommy just goes, Well, hey, Zach, I guess uh, this whole experience has helped you overcome your fear of bugs, right? He's just like, oh, definitely. I can say that is one problem that I do not have. I am no longer afraid of spiders, basically. And he's just like, oh, well, good, because there's one giant one on top of your shoulder. And he just puts a rubber spider on him. And Zach just goes, Zach turns around, and he's just like, oh, oh, get it off, get it off. <laughs> he's running around, and he's just like, it's rubber, dude. Like. <laughs> Let me tell you, if I were Zach, there would have been one less Power Ranger that day. We would have gone <laughs> back down to five because because either either I would have would have died or Tommy would have died. One of us is one of us is dying. All right, 
There's, we're going back down to five ranges again. <laughs> You're like, One of us is going down. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I kind of agree with you on that one. I'd have punched him in the face. I'd have been like, yeah, see how funny that is, motherfucker. Don't right. you fuck with me when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> oh. uh, but that was... The itsy bitsy spider. I'm not even gonna ask for final thoughts on this ace. We're just gonna move on from this episode. I can't talk <laughs> about bugs anymore. Oh man, you know I, I I fucked up earlier when I was telling you about the movie Arachnophobia. Yes. Uh, I, I I pulled up um, the the IMBD page on it because I forgot who was in it. Um, but uh, as I pulled it up, of course I. I went to Google Images and of course I saw fucking pictures of just the worst looking spiders you you'd ever see. Oh uh, god. It's terrible, 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 terrible. But no, the fact that this episode focuses so heavily on spiders, I give it a zero. I do not want <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see any spiders ever again. I uh, know when I watched this, I was like, I, I'm gonna fast forward through this motherfucker. Like, I can't do it. <laughs> like, you know where? You know where I think my arachnophobia comes from. Uh, really quick, I tell the story. We can get on. But when I, when I was a kid, uh, on on our for, uh, front porch, we had this. Um, uh, it was like a, uh, I guess like, like a lamp post, so so to speak, like a just like a, a front door, a light for the front door. Uh, but inside of it, we never installed the light bulb, so we just kind of left it as is. And this wolf spider moved in and laid her her eggs inside of uh, of, of the porch light, and it freaked me the fuck out because <laughs> I'd have to walk past that every day to get in and out of the house, and <laughs> I was <laughs> I was like, we got to listen. Either we have to do something about that, or we have to move. Like, I'm not. I'm not. Man, all right, folks. Well, we're done with today's episode. Um, there's not much more I can do after that one. No, I'm just kidding, folks. Um, we're going to be right back. We're going to take a brief intermission so that we can go take a shower and cleanse ourselves of everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Burn some incense to cleanse the evil spirits. Yeah, <laughs> yes. That's exactly right. But anyways, we will be back to talk about the about episode 24, The Spitflower. That's coming up next here on Power Rangers Go. But first, a word from TMB Studios. Can you feel that? Can you feel that? Chocolate City. Ladies and gentlemen, Chatter City is wound up. We are back. We have been absolutely on fire and ready to lay down some heated, maybe some controversial, and really good statements. Now, Forks is back. We'll get into it. Until then, thanks for tuning in. Take care. Please stay safe. And also, have a blessed rest of your day.
You're currently locked in the Power Rangers Go on TMB Studios. All right, if you're done uh, squimishing and squirming and whatnot uh, with your body after that episode, it's time to move on with <laughs> the third episode uh, in, in this uh, four-part um, Power Rangers Go episode of this week, I should say. Good Lord, I just tried to do like a whole freaking you know, commercial there. <laughs> it's, it's, it didn't work. <laughs> but anyways, uh, we move on to episode 24, The Spit Flower. And it starts with the little, uh, a little bit of romance to start off the, uh, this episode, the kind of ever ongoing saga between Kimberly and Tommy. That we would see grow throughout the show, obviously. And this is really in its like early stages. And you can tell that these two are really flirting with each other. Yeah, you can definitely tell with the chemistry there. And right. even as a kid, I always always in my mind thought that I, uh, and, uh, once again, I have no evidence to back this up or support this at all. But as a kid, I always thought that Jason would go for Kimberly, that he that he would at least try his luck. And he, he never did, and it really baffled me. And so when Tommy came to the picture, I was thinking, these two are definitely going to have the fight over Kimberly. But then, you know, it, it never happened. And I think in my mind, I'm still upset that that never took place. Yeah, that would have been a very interesting uh, angle in this uh, in this story. It, it really would have. Um, I never thought about that. Uh, apparently, Jason just never really uh, was into uh, either Kimberly or Trini, for that matter. You know? Yeah, no, uh, yeah, uh, he's he's definitely uh, asexual. He's your your asexual lead character. Well, actually. <laughs> It, 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 that's true in this instance, but in Power Rangers Zio, as we'll come to see and, mm. and we'll talk about, he does find his love interest. That that wow, that's true. It's been it's been a long time since I've watched Zio. Oh yeah. yeah, well that was one of my favorite ones. I'm not gonna lie, I love mm-hmm. Zio, but that'll be for a later time. Oh yeah, into all that. But no, I was actually I, I was I was a Turbo fan myself, actually. But a what? Tur- uh, Turbo. Oh, Turbo. I love Turbo as well. Turbo mm-hmm. was great. Uh, I know a lot of people don't like it for, you know, one obvious reason, but we'll, we'll talk <laughs> about that mm-hmm. uh, when the time comes and everything like that. But we're talking now, though, in the Mighty Morphin series, we're talking about Kimberly and Tommy. And uh, <laughs> I don't know about you, Ace, but God, does Kimberly look fucking gorgeous. In this episode, well, she looks gorgeous in every episode, but well, it, it, it does, is she does, and I didn't mean to cut you off there, mm-hmm. but she does. But I, dude, she looks so freaking hot in this episode. I just, I couldn't help it. I was like, I was like, oh my god, girl, like, yeah, you're right, and it could be because like she has more screen time, and there's a lot of lingering shots. So when the camera is just on her. And yeah, like it just kind of highlights her beauty. Yeah, it, it, dude, it really did. Like I was just like, oh my god, like 
I, I don't know. And maybe it was because they really wanted to show that there was something between Tommy and Kimberly as well. Yeah, and that's, that's probably it. And yeah, Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, man, like, even at this point in the game, for me as a kid, I was like, Tommy, you, you still have got to prove yourself to me before I think you're worthy of Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't have my blessing yet. <laughs> I don't know, but now I but after watching her in this episode, I always I now see why my why my father would be like, Yeah, she she's my favorite. And I was just like, you Why? He's like, You'll know when you're older. <laughs> <laughs> I see uh, now. <laughs> yep, yep. So it all makes sense. So they're making a float, or they're finishing up her float that has apparently been chosen to be part of this peace uh, parade that they have and stuff like that. It's kind of like the Macy's Day Parade here in America. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what it seems like. So it's a world peace parade, and her float has been chosen and stuff like that. And, of course, where do they go to work on it, Ace? <laughs> and nobody there. Nobody there and, and that's, the that's, juice bar. That's the thing, like, because clearly we go back to we're at the juice bar here, and then <laughs> she, I'm like, must everything be done at the juice bar? Everything. <laughs> I mean, apparently, if you think about it, we're at the juice bar more than we're at the command center. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Like, I'm just sitting there just like everywhere, just everywhere. There's no way they can't go home to do this. They can't go to the park to do this. They can't do anything else. It has to be done. In the juice bar. Mm-hmm. Everything fun has to be done in the juice bar. But, but hey. And, that, you know, I, and also, at, at this point at this point in the series, I'm still convinced that the reason Zordon chose these particular kids isn't because they're anything special about them. It's because they're all orphans. It's because they don't have any... <laughs> it's because they don't have any parents or any supervision. And so Zordon's like, oh, I can easily tame these children and then have them fight crime for me. This would be, be a lot easier. And if they get destroyed, no one will miss them. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like no one will miss them. I can just find some more orphans. You know, it's like Zordon saw what Batman did with Robin. It was like Batman. <laughs> Batman has it figured out. He gets the orphans. It <laughs> 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 is absolutely terrible. <laughs> Well, thank you, folks, for joining us on Power Rangers Go. There's just no way. I said that earlier, but there's no way I can come back from that one. Oh, my God. That's going to be a T-shirt if we ever get it. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord. That's hilarious. The Orphenomenal Power Rangers. Oh, that's perfect. That is perfect. The Orphenomenal Power Rangers. Yeah. So... So, so to, to all the listeners out there, you guys got to let us know which merch shirt you guys want the most. Do you want the human chain shirt? Do you want <laughs> do you want the orphanomino shirt? I mean, th- there's some ideas we have out here, guys. Let us know. Yes, 
Absolutely. I'm so making an or phenomenal. <laughs> I'm making that shirt. <laughs> oh my god, that is that is tremendous. <laughs> Anyways. Well, we're gonna try to move along in this episode, but uh <laughs> We see Tommy and Kimberly, and they're waiting on the others uh, to join them in the juice bar to work on the float. And, of course, Bulk and Skull show up, because why not? Because <laughs> why not? Do what? So because why not? You yeah, know, because I, why not? You know? Th- th- this and is this back in the day. actually don't do... All right, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say really quick. Like, this is back in the day when uh, people really started to criticize video games because... Video games are, uh, you know, they they rot your brain or, or whatnot, whatever people say. But I'm like, if Bulkin Skull had like a Nintendo 64 or like a Sega or something, I think that that would have kept them out of so much trouble. <laughs> probably would. Have. <laughs> it probably would have. That's probably what they should have gotten. Hey, they should have told Billy. Hey, you know all those inventions? Let's play with one. Right. Let us use that's, that that's virtual they want. reality thing. Yeah, that's that's what they want. I mean, just just do that. <laughs> I don't know, but they show up and they show that they have allergies. Basically, like he goes to <laughs> sniff her flowers and he gets allergies, and it's hilarious. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. uh, it was so funny. And then Rita is looking at this, and she's like, I'll show you a peace parade. And she's got evil intentions on her mind. And, of course, she wants to disrupt the peaceful parade and promote, you know, world destruction, obviously. And so we see Tommy and Kimberly, and they're working on the float. And then she sends the putties into the juice bar. This is the first time we've ever seen this, Ace, where they're actually inside of the juice bar attacking them. Yeah, and uh, my original theory is, well, that's because the putties couldn't figure out how to use a door handle. Uh, and so <laughs> they had to figure that out first. Well, uh, apparently, but, but apparently she could have just teleported them in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then that's what I was going to say. Like, she had to resort to teleporting them inside, you know, because they couldn't figure out how to use the goddamn door. Yes, <laughs> yes Absolutely. But here's where I really wanted the putties to get fucked up in this. Because they do do one of the most underhanded things that they have done in this fucking show so far. Which is, I mean, obviously they're attacking Kimberly and Tommy. But they're going after her float. Like they are literally ripping it apart. And I'm sitting there just like, oh, you bastards. Like, I mean, it's, a, it's just a dick move. It really is. Like, I, and, of course, it's obviously Rita's doing and everything like that. But I'm sitting there just like, oh, my God, this is one where I really wanted them to get fucked up. And Tommy is, you know, he's fighting them off and stuff like that. And, and they just, they absolutely destroy uh, her float. And I, I, like I said, it was pissing me off. And then the Power Rangers come and they show up in time. And uh, the putties have done their damage at this point. It wasn't about trying to soften them up or anything like that. It was about trying to destroy her float, basically. 
Right. And so the gang arrives in time, and I, I just got to point this out. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're like, oh no, putties. And they walk in, and it looks like they're about to do something. Jason goes to throw a kick, and then the putties disappear, and he misses them. And I just, I had to point <laughs> that out. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty entertaining. But man, like th- this was um, this was one of the I don't want to say one of the few moments, but maybe one of the first moments. And this show where, like, I, I legit got sad for Kimberly. I, I was just about to say that, man. I had a, I literally had this moment. I had a, I'm not crying, you're crying. There's, there's <laughs> water in my eyes. Like, like, I was, I was sad. I was like, oh my God. Like, because it, it was such a, it was such a bitch move. It really was. It was, it was like, oh my God. Like, why would you do this? Right. Like, th- there was no need for that. Well, apparently there was for Rita. And, I mean, I mean, you just see... First of all, you have to credit Amy Jo Johnson in this yeah. scene. Because she made you feel something. Right. Yeah, you're right. She, she did, man. Like, she... This was really great acting on her part, actually, man. Because, I mean, maybe it is just, like, the puppy dog eyes. And, you know, the fact that she is just a gorgeous person. But, man, just to see her legitimately upset uh about this float like man that 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 really kind of tugged at my heart yeah it really like it did mine too like it was just it sucked because you know she's they're trying to be like hey we, we can re we can reconstruct it we we can you know rebuild it or you know m- maybe there's other floats that you can you know try and she's like yeah well Rita will probably wreck them too and stuff like that and she's, you know, basically saying there's no way to gather all of the flowers. There's no way to get it in time. The floats do today. And it just, oh, man, it was it was really bad. And so she kind of, you know, storms off. Well, she doesn't really storm off. She just goes and sits at the juice bar, basically. And right. she's probably thinking at this point, someone give me some damn alcohol. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Er- Ernie, do you have anything that, that is alcoholic here? Like... <laughs> What's what's the menu? Oh man, I'm 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 a little scatterbrained right now. But you know what? When uh when, when this podcast really takes off, we know what we should do. We should open up a restaurant called the Juice Bar, the Angel Grove Juice Bar, <laughs> and and because I was just gonna ask, like, I wonder what's on the menu. We can decide what goes on the menu. That's very true. <laughs> We'll have that giant ass banana split that they had in the. Yes. Oh, we got to have. What, what was that cake machine Billy made? We got to have that in there too. Oh, the Keiko yeah. Matter. The Keiko Matter, yes. The Keiko <laughs> Matter cake. If you want this cake, you're going to have to make it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was. But she, but she is clearly upset. Jason says the line. She goes, man. That Rita's a real witch. If this had been the motherfucking Power Rangers <laughs> version, Ace, he'd have been like, God, that Rita's a fucking bitch. Like, <laughs> I thought the same thing. <laughs> I was like, when we make the motherfucking Power Rangers, yeah, he's definitely dropping that line. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, it just, 
But it was, it was such a sad moment. And, and, you know, I never thought I would feel sadness for a float getting destroyed, but it was just because it was Kimberly. And that's where you really get drawn into your characters. Right. You know, like, like the audience lost themselves for a moment. And we're just like, oh, like this isn't, that's not cool. So now you really want to see Rita and all of her monsters. You want to see them just get pummeled for this crap. Yeah. Because obviously, like, you know, it just, it was bad. But it was so well done. I got to admit, like, this is like one of those times where just everything hit on point. They, they did a really good job with that scene. And it was, it was just really good. But Rita has plans, obviously. And she is going to send down the Spitflower Monster. Uh, Ace, I remember this uh, monster because I remember those little goddamn petals with teeth on them. And that was the creepiest thing. That was almost creepy. That was almost as creepy as the giant spider. You're right. The, the only way that because you are right, they're about equal in terms of creepiness. The only way that the spider monster could have topped it would be if he shot spiders at the Power Rangers. That would have oh been. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Are you sure you have arachnophobia? I, 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 you know, I do. I'm trying to take the Batman approach and face my fears, but just not, <laughs> just not literally in person. I, I want nothing to do with them in person. <laughs> Someone's going to go scarecrow on your ass. (laughs) 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 Anyways, but we see that that she's got evil intentions with this monster, obviously. Like she hasn't already done evil things at, at this point. And so they're gathering the float together. And of course, it's in pieces at this point. So they have to throw it in the garbage, basically, or at least, you know, try to put it in the trash can. So they're trying to gather everything. They're trying to clean up and they can see that Kim is just absolutely upset. So they want to do the nice friend thing, which is, hey, let's take her out to lunch. You know, maybe it'll Mm -hmm. cheer her up. That is that again shows you how good of friends they all are. Yeah, uh, and, and that is like a really kind of important thing because seeing them hang out with one another and seeing them have fun, that's, that is really important, but also to see how they help each other when they're down. Not just in terms of combat or battle, but in terms of like moral times like this. Like, well, uh, how, how do you help out Kimberly in a time like this with her float? When really there's not a whole lot that any of you can do. You just got to do what you can to cheer up one another. Right. And Tommy, of course, he has an idea. Mm -hmm. He's like, hey, I've got an idea. Um, But first, you know, it's going to have to wait. You guys go to lunch and whatnot. And so, you know, he walks over to her. He's like, hey, the others want to take you out to lunch. But I got something I got to do real quick. Um you know, do, do you mind if I drop this by your house? So basically giving her, like, the remains of it, kind of. And uh, and, and she's just like, no, nah, just trash it. I don't need any, you know, reminder of it. And he's like, okay. So then that basically gives him the ability to work on whatever he's going to work on. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, which, which we don't know, obviously. But he's being secretive about it. 
And so then you I, know, I, I have a, a small problem with this. Okay. If if I were a part of this friend, a part of this group of friends, you know, I in my mind, it's it's it almost feels a little selfish in a weird way what Tommy's doing. Because we, we so we know that by the end of the episode, we know what, what he's been doing, what he's been up to. And I'm like, you could have gotten the other Rangers to help you out with this. You know, you you doing this by yourself, you're really trying to secure the spot with Kimberly. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> there's clearly a reason yeah. he is doing this by himself. So. <laughs> Which he won't finish it by himself, and, and, and right. we'll, we'll get to that. But Zornon obviously calls the Rangers and says, you know, I need you at the command center. And again, you know, even with the, you know, the float being destroyed, it doesn't matter. Even she, she pops right up and is just like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Like, no hesitation whatsoever. And I cannot stress that enough because, you know, a lot of the times, You'll see in superhero shows, you'll see a hero and they can't reveal, you know, their secret identity or anything like that. And there'll be hesitation on their part. Mm -hmm. So, and, and it's like in the Power Rangers, that was never a thought. Right, right. And uh, I think that when, when used properly, that is a, a really cool storytelling tool that you can use where the character has like a moral quandary. Like I know I need to go fulfill my duties as a superhero, but there's also this thing in my personal life as well that I need to handle. Um, I mean, I, I think it does present like a really interesting moral dilemma when it's handled properly, but I mean, right. Power, Power Rangers didn't do it, but Power Rangers also didn't need to as well. That's not really what Power Rangers is, is about. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I agree completely um, with all of that. And he shows them Rita has unleashed this spit flower monster. And so they spring into action. They go to fight that spit flower monster. And he immediately throws those flowers on them. <laughs> and they have teeth on them. Yeah. Like, it was, and it, it wouldn't be so creepy to me had the Japanese, like, like, like the Sentai footage, had that not been so creepy. Because theirs is like looks like legit teeth coming out of these motherfuckers. Like, right. Like, I'm sitting there just like, Ugh. yeah. And they like have some type of like vampirism effect to them as well. Yeah, it's draining their energy, so it's biting them, and it's like it's affecting them. And then you know they get in trouble right off the bat, and they're like, they're like, Tommy, we need you right now. And so he springs into action as well. And we see that he's working on whatever he's working on. And so, you know, he goes to help them. And then the monster basically gathers all of these flowers and is covering the whole city. Like, you know, everything is being affected by it, basically. And, um, and then they uh, summon the Megazords and stuff like that. And what's funny about this is they're having trouble with the spit flower. Like the spit flower is affecting the megazords. Yeah, these are some really effective flowers. They you know, really like, are. I, I was I was uh, going into this episode. I was expecting something like um, 
like the plant from Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> but no, this is also really effective. Yeah, it really was. Um, like, so Rita actually has a plan coming together, it seems like. And uh, so it, it was a little interesting take. And what was bad about the damn flowers was I could I could take it being on the Power Rangers because at least they had suits on. Yeah. Then we see Bulk and Skull with them on them. That's got to be oh hell. Oh, my God. I had... <laughs> I'm still getting I'm still getting chills about it now. Like I'm just like and not in a good way. Like I'm just like Ugh, like the flowers are on them and they take what like Bolt takes a flower out of his jacket, right? Takes a flower out of his jacket and he opens it up and you see the vampire teeth that this thing has. Oh. And then he fucking Puts it on Skull and it grabs Skull in the chest. Like yeah. I was just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, that's the kind of thing that in a friendship. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been like, "I'm gonna kill you when we get out of this, motherfucker! Right. <laughs> you are dead to me. You are absolutely dead." And then. Uh. And then we see the Power Rangers have to retreat to the command center, obviously, because the swords right now are not effective. And so, you know, all six of them are at the command center. And, and Zordon says there is a weak spot. Kimberly, you must hit the flower. Uh, and I don't even remember where he said it, basically, but it's in, like, the mouth area, I guess, with your power bow. And right. And so they morph into action. And Tommy is about to go with them, but he says, Tommy, you must stay here. If the Power Rangers fail, you are our only hope then, basically. He's right, in a way. Is yeah. he not? No, no, I mean, that, that is very true. Uh, and from a technical standpoint, it's true, yes. Right? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I... I can see, you know, where some people would have a problem with that and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, Kim hits it with her power bow. And at that point, I'm even just like, yes, Kimberly, take this motherfucker out. Like, right. like do it. And so she hits him. And then they bring together the weapon that we haven't seen in a while. We have not seen uh, that Power Rangers cannon, basically, for yeah. a while now. Hey, l let me ask you this, because uh, I don't remember. Do we ever get a variation of that that involves the dragon flute? No, we do not. I didn't think so. No, oh, it, it, it does. It the flute does not come into play with uh, that big power blaster that they have. Yeah, and, and neither uh, the neither the Saba right for season two moving forward. No, uh, uh yeah. Saba doesn't come into play as well. That's strictly. Tommy's weapons basically yeah so uh, and I don't know how that works but hey it, it does <laughs> so they bring together the power blaster and they defeat the flower monster and everything like that and so you know Tommy and Alpha are back at the command center watching this and Tommy then looks at Alpha and goes alright now I need your help with something Alpha and he's like okay of course and <laughs> I don't know what this, what about this scene was, Ace, but did it seem like Tommy 
was a bit of a dick to Alpha. <laughs> he was. He, you know what I mean? I'm like, Alpha is trying his best, Tommy. Like, he's doing the best job he knows how to. Uh, he tells him, here, uh, can you hand me the pliers? No, 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 pliers. Pliers. Th- that's a wrench, Alpha. <laughs> Well, now, Tommy, get, I don't know what you humans use. Right. Now, now pass me the glue. No, that's WD-40. I said the glue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, it, 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 was, it, was, no, it was a little rough, his treatment of Alpha. It's like, you got to remember, Tommy, at this point, you're the new guy, okay? We know Alpha. <laughs> exactly. But he's just, like, he's just like, Alpha, let go. And, like, the glue is clearly stuck to his hand. Because he grabbed it from the top, mm-hmm. and he goes, and he's just like, "Alpha, you're too much." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Well, Tommy, you clearly don't know him." Then. Right. <laughs> uh. I couldn't, I couldn't even defend it. I was just like, "Oh my god, Tommy!" <laughs> but anyways, and then of course, Rita is losing her mind. And I love how she finally says, like, one of the lines of the show. She's just like, how come I never get to win? <laughs> well, not in this episode did you did anyone want you to win, but I can see your gripe. <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, the time to say that would have definitely been for the uh, Green with Evil finale. <laughs> exactly. I mean, hell, you know, I mean, even the Cleveland Browns win at times. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Shot shots fired. Well, you know, uh. Baker Mayfield, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> but um, yeah. So we move along, and we're coming to the end of this episode. But before we do that, we see Zach and Jason uh, doing a little sparring at the juice bar. Of course, there's nowhere else to spar, and so we uh, and and. We see that uh, they're going to watch the parade together. And they have uh, Tommy and Kim walk in at the last minute. And she was just like, didn't I say I didn't want to watch the parade? Which is understandable because her float's not going to be in it. At least she thinks so. And, you know, why would you want to watch that? But they're just, but Tommy just goes, but you have to. And she's just like, okay, whatever. And so... Uh, which, by the way, <laughs> Billy, why the binoculars? <laughs> Man, they and, make and, me and, feel like I'm like I'm really there. Yeah, was, his his response was just it didn't help the situation any. No, like, <laughs> no, it didn't. There's, there's no way this this makes you feel like you're there. There's no way. <laughs> It really, like, I'm just, it's like, okay, Billy, God, I try to defend you, but I, I can't, I can't with that one, but whatever. Right. Um, you know, Kimberly and Tommy walk in, they're sitting at the bar with everyone else, and they're watching the parade, and then it says, and here is a float from Angel, from an Angel Grove High School student named Kimberly Johnson, and, um, isn't that her last name? I think so. Yeah, I, I believe it is actually. I, it's funny because her last name is Amy Joe Johnson. Well, her full name is Amy, Amy Joe Johnson. Johnson. That, but I not, think now is, you got me curious. I think it is Kimberly Johnson is her is her like real last name, but they say it 
in the uh, in the parade, and her float is magically there. And the gang says surprise, and they said, you know, Tommy put it all together and everything. And she's like, oh, thank you, Tommy. <laughs> I right. wonder what else she probably thanked him with. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> she probably leaned. She probably oh, leaned it's, into it's, uh... here, you and me tonight. <laughs> like... Right. Yeah, uh, it's 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 uh, Kimberly Hart. Okay, Kimberly Hart. I don't know why I thought it was Johnson, but uh, yeah, okay, Kimberly Hart then. And so they, and so um, they show that her parade is is in the float and everything like that. So now she's happy, obviously. And <laughs> here comes the funniest part of the episode, in my opinion. Bulk and Skull walk in. They've got bandages all over them because they've been bitten by all those flowers and shit. And 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 they're like wanting to be like, well, you you know, who cares or whatnot. And so Zach just goes, well, you know, they always say the hand is always mightier than the sword or something like that. Right. And, like, he does a magic <laughs> trick, and he the flowers appear from his hand. And he, and it's basically to show that they have allergies and stuff like that. So he just toys with them on that. That was hilarious. I, just, yeah. I lost my shit at the end there. Um, so final thoughts on this episode, Ace, before we move along. Uh, I thought that this was, uh, it was another, it was a solid episode. Um, it, it, it wasn't like my favorite, but I also didn't hate it either. I, uh, I thought that this was just another episode that, uh, primarily gave us more of uh, of Tommy as as a good guy and we got to see more of what he can do but i mean more than anything else i think we're just really trying to establish that this is the new team dynamic and right. I, it, it kind of felt that like these series of episodes really serviced that more than anything else uh just kind of establishing the new norm Right, I, I I can definitely uh, see that and everything like that. And again, I think my takeaway from this is you have to credit uh, Amy Jo Johnson in this episode because she really brought it uh, with the tears in the episode. Mm-hmm. Like she made you feel like sad. Like like as a thirty one year old man, I was literally I literally had tears in my eyes for her because it was just oh. You're so beautiful. Don't cry. <laughs> like, right. Like, I almost wanted to try to archer her at the same time. No, you're so ugly when you cry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, ugly uh-huh. duckling. Bok, bok. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not, not the archer. No, <laughs> no, uh, uh, but but in all seriousness, though, she did a great job in this episode, as did everyone else uh, and stuff like that uh, for what they were asked to do. It was an OK episode, in my opinion. It definitely felt more like filler at times yeah. as well. But again, I just I credit her acting uh, for this episode and stuff like that. So really good job from Amy Jo Johnson in this. And so check this out on Netflix as always. Like you can check out all of the power Rangers episodes. That's where me and Ace are getting them. Of course you probably can go download them somewhere, uh, or, or whatnot. I don't know all of those sites, so I'm not even going to try, <laughs> but 
we are going to move along, and I am excited to talk about this episode coming up next. It's called Life's a Masquerade. It's episode 25, and we're going to discuss it right after these words from TMB Studios. You're listening to the Power Rangers Go podcast exclusively here on TMB Studios. Hey, what's up? This is Caleb Stovall here with the Stovall Wrestling Network SWM podcast talking all about what? That's right, the world of pro wrestling. Join me and my good friend Chris Dickens as we discuss current wrestling news, past wrestling, skits, interviews, and more. Chris, why don't you tell them all about the website? Hey, you can find the Stovall Wrestling Network on tmbstudios.ga. We're also available on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. It's SWN Stovall Wrestling Network. Be sure to check out all the other great podcasts as well as past episodes of this podcast right here exclusively on TMB Studios. All right, we are back here on the Power Rangers Go podcast. And Ace, we're about to talk about my favorite episode of all time in Power Rangers. That's a mighty lofty thing to say. And yes. you really got me, you really, you piqued my interest now, Caleb. Now, now okay. I'm really curious. Okay, so, so here's why I love this episode so much. It's called Life's a Masquerade. And as a child, right, as a child, sometimes I would not, I guess, know time or something like that or know exactly what time something came on uh, as a child. And so the Power Rangers would always come home or uh, the Power Rangers would always come on when I was like getting home from school, it seemed like. So Mm -hmm. I would miss a lot of episodes. So my dad, right, my dad would record all of the Power Rangers episodes. Like, and I don't know how he did this. I don't know if it was a marathon one time or something like that, but he somehow managed to get all of these episodes onto one tape. Okay. And I remember this tape because the very first episode that it would open up with was not Day of the Dumpster or anything like that. Like, a lot of these episodes were not in order, I should say. But the first episode that would pop up is this one, Life's a Masquerade. Oh, okay, I see. I see. Yes, yes. So every time I would pop in that tape, it would be this episode. And I never forget it because they actually had the interest today on Power Rangers. And, uh, you know, it would show the previews of the episode and stuff like that. So I always remember that. And then I remember just this episode. And to me, Ace, I don't know. It's just it's just my favorite episode of all time because but of that. that. But that, that's that's actually really awesome. You know, especially you have that kind of uh, emotional connection with it. Yeah, that uh, I, I, I didn't even think about. I think that's uh, that's. That's really cool that you uh, you have something like that to to kind of look back at this episode and be like, oh yeah, I definitely remember this one because of of, of this reasoning. So that's super exactly. cool. Yeah, like 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 immediately when I was binge watching the Power Rangers on Netflix uh, one time, and this was like long before we even started the podcast and stuff like that. But when I was binge watching it, and it got to this one, like 
and and I saw the opening, I almost wanted to cry at some mm-hmm. point because it was just like, oh, I remember this. Like I remember popping in the videotape, and this episode was the first one that started it off. And then coincidentally, after that, the next one would be Trouble with Shell Shock. Oh, so almost yeah. like in reverse. Exactly. Like, like the episodes were not in order. That's why sometimes mm-hmm. things didn't make sense to me at times as a kid. Yeah. And I would get the order later on. But that was like just how it was. And again, I'm not exactly sure like how he got all of the episodes the way that he did. But that's just the way that it came out. So I, just, I, al- I always remember um, this, this episode. And I can't wait to get into it and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So it's Life's a Masquerade, and we've got a big costume party obviously being planned because it's a Halloween-type episode. And and we see that it's where, Ace? Where, where else would it be if not at the goddamn juice bar? <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is at the juice bar. And the gang is getting ready for it, and a, a bunch of people are. Like, like I think all of Angel Grove High is getting ready for this goddamn thing. <laughs> which is also saying something, because you say all of Angel Grove, which is probably true, but there's maybe, what, 30 people here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, you know, who knows at this point? But uh, it shows them that they're trying to get ready for everything. And, uh, you know, even Zach is trying to go hit on Angela. He's like, he's like, yo, Angela, can I be of assistance? And, you know, gets distracted by that. I don't know why he wants to go after that girl. Cause she is nothing. She is nothing but a bitch to him. Yeah. She's, she's just so rude. I guess cause she's the only other black girl at the school, but <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like, I, like I'm just sitting there, just like, why are you such a, why are you such a bitch to him? Yeah, she, she's a total bitch to Zach. I mean, it's, so it's the the only slightly reasonable scenario I can think of for her to treat Zach like this would be if he if he asked her out at some undisclosed time that we're not aware of, and she politely said, uh, "No, thank you," uh, or something. If she just if she just let him down like a normal human being. But then he just kept coming back like Johnny Bravo or some shit. And he just, <laughs> if he just never let up, then I, then I can understand her frustration with him. But we don't, we don't get that context. So we no, don't he know. Doesn't, I, I mean, he tries obviously with yeah. her and he, you know, he makes jokes and stuff like that, but that's just part of his charm. Like, right. like, and he's a good dude. Like I'm sitting there just like, Girl, you'd be lucky to have this guy. Like, like he's a yeah, he's a, good he's a Power Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, but apparently not. She just doesn't see anything in him. But he's going to try regardless. And uh, and uh, we see Bulk and Skull, and they're like, "Come on, we got a lot of work to do to get ready for this party." And they're like, "Work, we're out of here." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she, Kimberly, just goes, "Hey." Those are some really good costumes. You guys put a lot of thought into it. And Ernie's just like, hey, you two, string these up over there. And he's just like, thanks a lot. Like, I'm sitting there just like, well, you could probably still just walk out. Yeah. 
you can just put that down somewhere and leave. <laughs> like, does Ernie have, like, is Ernie a faculty member <laughs> that we don't know about? Man, there you go again with the, with the tough questions. <laughs> there's there's got to be some kind of, uh, I don't know, some, some kind of interlay or some kind of deal between the juice bar and the school. Just because we always see nothing but high schoolers there. Yes. It's just, there's no, there's I mean, no it's, way to explain it, it. It's to the point where they had the cultural fair for the school at the juice bar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And they're trying to string up the, the stuff and everything. And Bulk is pulling on something. And, it, and he pulls something that creates a domino effect. That goes into this ladder where a bucket of paint is, and it just goes all over bulk. And like he wasn't even messing with anyone, and he still got shit on him. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, it's like I said, man. Like it's if, if I were these two actors, I I would have asked for uh, a a bonus every time something gets spilled on me. think about it i mean they'd be making more than anyone else in the show Uh, just a few episodes ago they got covered in like hot dogs and mustard and then ketchup and all that i mean they they get covered in in cake like every other episode and now this this time around is paint i mean they'd be rolling in dough if they got paid for every gag they had to do I guess so. It, what's funny about that is the guy who plays Bolt continues to do that stuff to this day. Like he shows up in, um, I don't, oh, uh, Power Rangers Samurai, and he's in it, and he still is doing that stuff. And it's just really, it's amazing to me. Yep, I he's did not it. know that. He is the guy who plays Skull is not, but they, but they're saying it's Skull's uh, son. Basically. Oh, okay. So I was, I was going to ask you, like, how's how's the dynamic without skull? Uh, it's interesting, and 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 we'll get into yeah. uh, it in detail another time. It, it's mm-hmm. interesting. It it reminds you a little bit of the old days, but it's just kind of cool to see the guy who uh, who plays right. Bolt back in that role. So, um, it, so we move along in the episode and. You know, Rita sees that they're doing something and stuff like that, and she has a plan of her own. She's going to create a monster to infiltrate the party. And it's basically like, because she's just like, well, we'll send a monster down there, and they won't think that, they'll just think it's a human, because everyone else will be dressed up. Which yeah. is not a bad strategy. It's not. That, that's, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yes. And she births a a Frankenstein monster. I don't know how creative that, like, remember the last fucking monster that we talked about? Trouble with Shell Shock? Mm-hmm. And it had a traffic light. It was a turtle that had a traffic <laughs> light and a cannon. This episode, they were just like, no, nah, you know what? Fuck it. We ain't going to put that much detail. It's just going to be a Frankenstein. <laughs> just a Frankenstein monster, exactly. That's uh, it. Well, keep in mind, a Frankenstein monster, who, as we'll discuss later on, is deceptively agile. Uh, very much so. <laughs> very much so. And, and, and yes, we will get into that. But she releases him. She's like, I want you to destroy the Power Rangers. Can you do that? And he's like, I can. 
<laughs> she's like, good, now get them, and sends him, and this is all he does the whole time. <laughs> that, that is 99% of his dialogue. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. He can only say like two words at a time, apparently. Oh, uh, another question that I have for you this time, you know, you just said how Rita asked him, so do you think that you can destroy the Rangers? What if he said no? What if he said, no, I, don't, I don't think I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would be the consequence? Uh, immediate destruction, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, Finster! <laughs> like, like, I, oh. that, what if, What's funny is that somehow he knows what the Power Rangers look like. Right. <laughs> she didn't have to tell him. He knew exactly who to go after. Yeah, you know, the more episodes I see, the, the less I'm inclined to blame Rita, and the more I'm inclined to just bl- blame Madam Woe for being incompetent. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. That's what I would. I would literally agree with that. And uh, so she sends him to Earth, and he's about to cause some trouble. And then we see our heroes. They've got their costumes going and everything like that. Billy, of course, is Sherlock Holmes. Zach <laughs> is King Tut. Jason is Robin Hood, it looks like. Trini is Pocahontas. And Kimberly is a princess and stuff like that. Or, like, one of the princesses in, like, one of the Disney shows, I guess. And, um, you know, they're about to head to the party. And they're like, where's Tommy? And they're like, oh, he said he's not done with his costume. He'll meet up with us in a minute. And I'm just like, god damn it, Tommy. Why can't you get your shit together? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, he, He always has something to do. He he just always is conveniently busy. Yes, exactly. Now, I definitely remember this part as a kid, and it's as funny as it was when I watched it as a kid. It is Bulk and Skull trying to find costumes for the party. And he's like, all right, numbskull, you're going to find me a costume to win that party and stuff like that. Cause he's on like some kind of, I don't know what machine he's on. I forgot what you call that it. Was, that was, that was like a, uh, yeah, th- that was like the big exercise machine, like back in like the eighties. Yeah. It, yeah. Like the, it was supposed to help you lose weight, which looking that back at it, like how? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I, I never understood that myself and it clearly didn't work on bulk. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this though, this scene between these two here, I think is my favorite scene of the episode. Yes, yes, <laughs> I, I agree completely because he because they're trying to find costumes and he's like, ha, 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 I'll be Captain Hook and you can be Peter Pan. He's <laughs> right. like skull. There's no way I'm going out in little green tights like right. And then, and then it shows them trying to put on a horse costume. And he he just goes, Wait, no, no, there is no way I that I am gonna be the back end. Right. <laughs> I can't get over that. I was like, oh my god. Like I'm like, you know, I I, I can't blame him. Yeah, I mean I agree, but but I just sat there, I was like, oh my god, how did I miss that as a kid? Right. 
Oh, and then they're like, I'll be young Elvis, and you can be old Elvis. Right. Uh -huh. And then they start they start jamming to like the Elvis music. Yeah. <laughs> what was so funny was was, was like, it was funny. I was gonna say it, it was funnier the the longer it got because like they committed to it and like it, it kept going. And I was like, this is gold. This is really great. <laughs> yes, it was. They were great. They were and they were doing the oh yeah. Right. And they, were like, and they were doing all of the moves and stuff like that. And then Skull like manages to kick bulk, right? And he kicks him kind of in the gut or on the side, and he just goes, Oh, oh no, my back. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I died laughing. I had to pause it. I was laughing so hard. It was it was so great. I, like these two really showed you know, we give them so much shit and everything like that, but these two kind of really showed like their fun loving side and kind of like how, you know, I can't really hate these guys. You know, they, they're right. kind of just funny. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree wholeheartedly. Like they they weren't being malicious here. They they weren't even being assholes. Like here, they were just having fun, and it was just a lot of fun to watch them do that. Yeah, it really was. Uh, I, I enjoyed it, and I and I I just remember that scene as a kid. And like I said, it was as funny now as it was back then. And then we see the little Frankenstein guy walk past their room. Which, if, if you're a child, that's a scary thought. Right? That'd be terrifying. Like, I forgot that was in there. I was like, oh, shit, I forgot that that motherfucker looks through their window. Yeah. Basically. And then, so, we go to the big, huge costume party. And it's going on at the juice bar, obviously. Everyone's there, it seems like. Or at least all of the kids and stuff like that. You know, there's mm -hmm. not really any... There's no adult supervision there. <laughs> Did anyone notice that? <laughs> there really is. I mean, well, er Ernie's there, right? Uh, I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's that. That is about it, though. There, there's, like I said, this is a town full of orphans. There's yes. no, <laughs> there's no adults. There's, there's only like one teacher, a principal, and Ernie. That is <laughs> it. <laughs> exactly. And so you know. Bulk and Skull arrive, right? And they're like, great idea to come to the party dressed as punks, <laughs> Bulk. And oh, it's like, well, that's what you are. <laughs> right. Like, oh, yeah, you guys put a lot of thought and effort into this one. <laughs> yeah, right. Especially when I was just like, no, you guys should have come as old Elvis and young Elvis. Yeah, well, that was great. And also just like going back to that scene, like how uh, – how Skull delivered that line, you know, I can be, uh, you know, uh, young Elvis, and you can be, and like he wants to say fat Elvis, you can yes. tell. <laughs> and then he just says, you can be old Elvis, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But so we're going along with the party, and we see Zach is dancing right next to Angela, and he's just like, yo, Angela, want to dance? Which is not a bad thing to say to a girl. No, it's a very no, respectable not. thing. She goes, Dream on, tut. Or, or no, no. Actually, she says, go back to your tomb, tut. And I was yeah. just like, 
what the fuck? Like, what is wrong with you? Right. Like, I, why are you such a bitch to this dude? She she gives him no reason. She gives him no no love at all. I, it's, it's just mean at this point. I know it's just it's just wrong. Like I was like, oh my god. Like why does why does Zach go ahead? ahead. I was gonna say, well, why does Zach want to date someone who continuously puts him down like that? I don't know. Maybe he just has like a true infatuation with her. Like like she is just the most beautiful girl he's ever seen. I'm like at this point, you would have luck with Trini or something like that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just, it was weird. But uh, that that's just the way she is to him. And he, he you know, wants to keep trying. And he just goes, man, not even a king can is good enough for that girl. I was yeah. like, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pre- pretty much, yeah. And then, you know, you, you talk about Ernie. He's like, well, I want to suck your blood. And she's like, I'll pass, Ernie. He, yeah. <laughs> he, he, goes, he looks at them and says, How'd you know it was me? And they just like shrugged their arm, and I'm just like, "Well, who else could it be?" <laughs> like, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, like what, what? What were you expecting, Ernie? Like, it was that was that was something. It was, um, and then the most shocking thing happens. Alpha walks in. Right. I'm like, who's manning the command center right now? alpha walks in and even like trini and kimberly and all of the rangers they see him and they're just like uh what are you doing like (laughs) yeah oh like that that was that was pretty risky yeah it was and here was the thing and like billy sees him walks over to him is like alpha what are you doing here and he's just like well, I wanted to party with you guys, and I figured this would be the best time. And he's like, well, you do have a splendid costume. What costume? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even know what that means. So. Right. And then oh. right behind him walks in the big, huge Frankenstein, and Ernie's just like, now that is a costume. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, his is the best one out of every one of them. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm not sure why. Yeah, me, me either. <laughs> but so uh, Frankie enters. He's at the party. Now we see what Rita is planning. She is planning to make an army of super putties is what they say, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure how that works by just stacking them up on this giant, huge block. <laughs> like, <Why? laughs> And also, let's talk about what a super putty would mean. Like, it's because a regular putty, uh, like, I'm convinced <laughs> that, like, a, a regular putty is, is less dangerous than, like, a dog with no teeth. Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> so a super putty, like, it, what is that equivalent to? Like, <laughs> If I'm a Power Ranger, like I'm still not threatened by that, even if I know about it. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I could not answer that. And actually, what's funny about that is we'll see that in the very next episode. Oh, yeah, we will. But that'll be for next week. But as far as this one, 
we, we go back to the party and stuff like that. And the girls are all over Alpha. Right. I mean, they are, like, rubbing up on him and everything. One of them, like, doesn't even look like she's wearing pants. Like, <laughs> like one of them has see-through on it. I'm sitting there just like, what the fuck, Alpha? <laughs> hey, man, listen, you know, if Alpha's getting all the action. Yeah, he really is. Zach even puts points it out. He's like, man, this is just this is crazy. I mean, Alpha shows up, or Alpha comes to the party, and the girls are all over him. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Jason goes, "Who's that?" And he's and it shows the Frankenstein monster, and he goes, "Oh, I don't know, but he's going to ace the grand prize for sure." And I guess it's I guess it's because he's giving off this really sinister vibe. So they're just thinking, you know, it just is going with the costume. Right. And Billy's just like, I'll have to do some research. But could that be Tommy? And, you know, could it be Tommy in their eyes or something like that? And so he goes after Kimberly and Trini first. And these guys actually ask them to dance. And so, like he doesn't get them and then he tries to go over to jason and zach and he almost grabs them and then this girl who is dressed as frankenstein's bride you know says Mm -hmm. come on frankie this is our song and uh and so he goes and tries to get zach and jason but she grabs him they go to the dance floor and all of a sudden she's dancing with rita's monster and this scene, wow! Like there was, there was a lot of questionable things in this scene, in my opinion. There <laughs> was. He tries to literally swipe at her. Yeah, and and she thinks that it's just like a dance that they're doing, and you know, I, I got to be honest. It's like I don't know how it, how big of a threat Frankenstein here is because it's like if. If if you can't even take out an unsuspecting person with no powers, then what chance would you really stand against the Power Rangers? Well, you know, it, it, that could be a good point. But as we'll see, mm-hmm. uh, that looks are very deceiving. And, yes. Uh, so, you know, he goes and he's dancing with this girl and he grabs her. Right. He grabs her and throws her in the bulk and skull. Which was which was a little violent. Yeah. And like like he goes and he grabs her, and at this point, it's got the Power Rangers' attention. They're just like, "Wait a minute, now what the hell's going on here?" And so then, like Skull like shoots him with a fake arrow. Yeah. And that just pisses him off. <laughs> right. And he grabs Skull, and he's just like, "Hey, man, you can't take a you can't take a joke and stuff like that." And I'm just like, "Yeah, he doesn't know what that means." Right. Skull. Yeah, uh, Frankenstein wasn't having any of that mess. He was he was over it. <laughs> oh, very much so. So, um, so then he he goes and he grabs Skull and everything, and then he chases them outside. They run away from him, and he chases them outside. And Billy follows suit, like like he follows him because now he's just like, okay, there's something wrong about this guy. So let me go and check it out. My question was, was why was he the only one that went? 
Yeah, I don't understand that myself. Like, Billy, especially more than anyone, should not be going anywhere by himself. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say, I was like, Billy, you have trouble with the damn putties. And we forgot to mention this in the Itsy Bitsy Spider, right? He... (laughs) They're in the field. He's got a net, and he just places it over the putty's head, and then acts like he has no idea what to do at that point. Oh, yeah, it, that's that's Billy for you. And uh, what can you do about him? Well, apparently, because but here he goes uh, trying to follow this monster and everything like that, and. He follows him into the cave, and we've seen this cave before. This is apparently the only cave that Rita, (laughs) Zed, and everyone else in this fucking show can do their work. (laughs) They cannot do it anywhere else. Hell, they can't even do it at the juice bar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. There's only one cave in all of Angel Grove. There's... (laughs) Apparently, because that's where that's where they end up going and everything like that. And she's making, you know, whatever she's making. It it said an army of super putties, and then it looked like they were building something else. So I don't know exactly what they were doing, but they were trying to do something. And, uh, you know, yes, my queen, we are nearly completed and stuff like that. But she's like faster and whatnot. And Billy follows into the cave. And there's a little tripwire, apparently, that will let them know that he has arrived or something like that. Which I was just like, when have y'all done this already? Or why haven't y'all done this before? <laughs> oh, well, uh, good question. Well, you know, maybe they thought that, you know, our our monsters are typically so dumb that they'd be the ones to set it off. So maybe we shouldn't do it. I guess. I don't know. But um, Billy follows and and he alerts them. And so she sends the Frankenstein monster to confront him. And he's like, oh, my deductive analysis says you're not Tommy. I'm like, good job, genius. Right. (laughs) And so the monster's throwing him around. And then he goes, it's time for a molecular transmutation. (laughs) Not it's morphin time. Right. It has to be the other thing. So he says it in his own Billy way. And then he morphs and he's fighting the monster. And I remember this fight scene like it was fucking yesterday. Like when I saw it, I was just like, oh, I remember this fight scene. It, I don't know why, but it's so good to me. Oh, the fight scene between Billy and Frankenstein? Yes. When, when Billy just gets his ass kicked. Well, I mean, yeah, and, and I noticed that, like, when watching it back, but still, I, I don't know, I like, I just, I love this fight scene as a kid, and I, I still love it to this day, but I agree, he didn't put up much offense against him, and the Frankenstein monster actually legit pulls out chains from his neck. <laughs> he does. Like, bolts, like, like, pulls out a bolt, and then it's a big-ass chain. And I'm just sitting there just like, oh, my God, like, Warning. that is that is the freaking, like, <laughs> it's just so cool. And then uh, Rita springs into action, and she, <laughs> I can't get over the look of this ace, because she, she goes up, 
and it's just this little toy figure of her. <laughs> right. And you hear her laughing. I'm just like, I can't even take this serious right now. This is just <laughs> too funny. But it causes an earthquake and everything like that. And she, you know, is is threatening the citizens of Angel Grove. And you can see him down on the ground and stuff like that. And Billy's still fighting the monster. And then he's like, oh, no, I got to go warn the others and stuff like that. So we go back to the party. And there's an earthquake going on. And, uh, you know, Ernie is just like, calm down, everyone. It's just a small earthquake. It's just a tremor. Which I'm sitting there just like, how do you know that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Ernie's have you also seen the, what uh, monsters attack your city? That's true. <laughs> what you don't know is that Ernie's also a meteorologist. So there you have it. Apparently. Apparently. That's what he was doing before he opened up the juice bar. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, so uh, Billy comes back to the party and everything like that and and uh, says, guys, we got a major crisis. And they're like, no kidding. We just had an earthquake. He's like, no, that Frankenstein. No, it's Rita and that Frankenstein's one of her goons. And they're just like, all right, well, we'll have to find Tommy and and teleport to the command center. And they're like, well, Tommy hasn't shown up yet. They're like, we'll have to go without him. I'm like... <laughs> No one could have waited for him. Right. <laughs> oh, it would have been nice. The most interesting part. All right. They teleport to the command center. And look who is there at the command center like he wasn't just at the party with them. <laughs> you know, he, he gets around. Apparently. Because <laughs> I'm sitting there just like, wait, wait. How did you just, did you just teleport with them? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, it just, it, it, and we're talking, of course, about Alpha. About Alpha, like, yeah. What, what the fuck? He he had to have. There's no other way. Apparently, well, they're trying to find Tommy, and they cannot, you know, locate him. And it's because he's about to enter the juice bar. Which I'm sitting there, just like, how did he not feel the goddamn earthquake? <laughs> And think that there was something wrong. Right. And just immediately transported to the to the command center. Now, uh, it's not explicitly stated in the show that Angel Grove is in California, is it? Uh, no, it's not. I, I didn't think so. So I, that does just raise more questions about the, uh, the earthquake and about it being like a, of a natural cause because... I mean, are earthquakes or tremors, are they a normal occurrence in Angel Grove? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I do not know. I cannot answer that. Like, I've, I've tried to figure it out, but... I need I, answers. Well, we'll see if we can find them in this episode, because <laughs> we go back to Tommy... And he's about to enter, and then the putties are sent down to distract him. And he goes, and and he says, "Man, I don't need these party crashers." Like I'm sitting there, <laughs> it's like, "Oh my god, '90s fucking puns." Oh yeah, you gotta love them, <laughs> especially in Power Rangers. You get them all the time, right? <laughs> and so he's fighting them off and everything. So this time, at least, he has an excuse now as to why he's not answering and stuff like that, because he's being attacked. 
That that is true. He's actually being attacked this time, so he's not like he's you know doing practicing karate. He's actually using it. So yeah, exactly, exactly. So they're just like, all right, well, it's time to morph into action, and so they morph into action. And uh, they go to meet the Frankenstein monster, who you said, who you pointed out, Ace, is extremely agile. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about like high kicks and spin moves and moving with the quickness. I'm like, whoa. Yes. <laughs> and you can clearly tell that this is all Super Sentai footage. Because yes. if you notice, that Frankenstein monster that they used at the party, right? The one that they used mm-hmm. to send down, uh, that looks nothing like this Frankenstein. They look like two completely different monsters. Uh, let's be honest here. <laughs> they do. Like, I'm sitting there just like, wait, wait, one looked like it was Andre the Giant in that thing. <laughs> then the next one looks like a looks like the same size as the Power Rangers. Yeah. Like, how did this happen? I don't know, but that that's just the way that it worked and they're clearly using the super sentai footage and everything like that and right. this guy is beating the shit out of the rangers oh yeah i mean he's just kicking ass yeah he really is like like they're having trouble because they're just like wow this guy can actually move like like he was he was it was so awesome looking i i i, I gotta hand it to him on that one and then rita uh, wants to grow him up, which again I'm sitting there just like, but but he's got him right there. He right. doesn't need to be grown up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and and I think this is one of Rita's downfalls is that when she has the Rangers on the ropes, she still decides to make the monster grow. And I'm like, that may be to your detriment more than to your benefit. That's what I say. Like I'm just like, good lord, if you destroy the Rangers right there, well then they can't call on their swords. Right. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just always questioned that about her. And, and then, Ace, she's in the city. And where does that thing land? <laughs> in the same exact the, spot. Where, where it always lands, inevitably. It just, she's standing right there. <laughs> Like she's right above them. She's literally she's like literally looking down on them right there, like right below her. And it somehow goes to the same exact spot. <laughs> oh Apparently my goodness. there's something in that specific spot that activates it. It gotta be. It it must be. That's the only <laughs> that's the only explanation. It just is it's it's unexplainable. <laughs> but the monster grows up and I gotta admit when this monster grew up as a child I was like holy shit that's creepy like like this guy did a really good job I, I, I just gotta hand it to him on that yeah yeah he did like he just like it was it was crazy so they call forth the Megazord and everything like that and we actually get you know there there are all right, log on in the move and on the groove. All systems go. We're ready to rock. Frankie, you're finished. You know, kind of thing. Right. <laughs> like, you know, your, your classic power. We haven't got that in a while. 
That's true. It, it did feel like a while, and then, you know, it it just gets you so hyped because you hear that that drum beat in the background as they're all you know prepping up. Right, right, and and uh, we see that they're gonna call forth the Megazord and stuff like that, and they're fighting the monster and stuff like that, and the monster can really move and stuff like that. So, you know, the Rangers are having a hard time fighting him, and they call forth the power sword sword right off the bat and when they u- when they use the sword excuse me when they use the sword they go to hit him right and it just bounces off his chest like it just goes ha, 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 like that like right i was like holy shit what is this guy made of yeah he's super resilient he really is and he's just got like this big huge ball and chain and stuff like that and he is just whipping them right now. Like, they're having a hard time against him. And, you know, and now it's like, okay, well, we need Tommy. Tommy needs to come in and help them. And he's still fighting off the putties. The putties are still, you know, keeping him from joining them. And then he fights them off, obviously. And uh, Zordon calls him. And so then he finally springs into action and helps the Rangers and stuff like that. And, but when he gets there, uh, you know, the Rangers are really down in their Megazord. But even he has trouble with the Dragon Zord fighting this guy. Yeah. I mean, uh, this Frankenstein creature just, he just has, he just has it figured out. <laughs> he really does. Like, I'm just like, good Lord, where has this monster been, Rita? <laughs> like, Hell. like, you should have started with this guy. You know, she probably didn't know how capable this thing was either. Apparently, because he's really doing a number on the Rangers. But then they're like, "All right, enough of this. Let's get the Mega Dragon, or let's get the Mega Dragon Zord together now." So they get the Mega Dragon Zord together, and we get our theme song playing in the background. So you know, oh shit, it's about to be the end right here. Oh yeah, and and they form the Mega Dragon Zord. And all they do is just fucking, you know, uh, push that staff, that drill staff into him. And t- and you talk about 90s pun, Jason David Frank. Now, that's what I call one bad case of indigestion. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I just was like, oh, God, <laughs> I can't even at this point. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, you didn't have to do that to us. But you did anyway. Yeah, they really did. And um, so they defeat another one of Rita's monsters and her plan is, you know, ruined and stuff like that. And we go back to the party. They're dressed up again and everything like that. And, uh, you know, Tommy shows up behind them and they're like, Tommy, where's your costume? And he's like, oh, I got it in my bag. Wait here. And so uh, they're waiting on him. And now. And then they see that Alpha is still there. How did Alpha get back there? <laughs> you know what it is? Uh, Alpha actually took the rad bug. That's how he made it to and from. So he made. So he got the rad bug. That's exactly how he did it. <laughs> yep, that that's exactly what went down. Oh my god, that's funny. But anyways, so they see that Alpha is he still got the girls all over him? Like they just will not let go of Alpha right now. They love them. 
they do, and they lo- they obviously love the costume and stuff like that. So, well, what they think is a costume, <laughs> and so uh, Tommy comes up behind. Well, actually, what comes up behind them looks like the Frankenstein monster, and now that and the Rangers are just like, oh shit! I thought we got rid of him. Like, now what do we do? And then it's Tommy, and he takes off his mask and everything, and he's just like, that Frankenstein monster inspired me to put the final touches on my costume. And I'm sitting there just like, well, then what was your original idea when you were walking into the door? That was my question. I was like, what What was your outfit? What was your costume going to be, like, originally, if this wasn't <laughs> it? <laughs> uh, apparently, he didn't even know. <laughs> like, I yeah. don't know, but then they... Uh, but then they're like, okay, everyone, it's time to announce the winners of, uh, of uh, or the grand first prize for the costume contest. And he's like, and the winner is, and he goes, whoever you are, and pins it on Alpha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, so, and so they're just like, who's the mystery winner? And they're like, yeah, I'd like to find out myself. Skull, give me a can opener. <laughs> like, yeah. like, geez. And then Alpha just does, I think this is the most gangster thing Alpha has ever done. He's like, this is one mystery that has to, or is going to have to remain unsolved. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like a straight G, you know. <laughs> just a straight G in that moment. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> bye. <laughs> if this was the motherfucking Power Rangers, he'd be like, bye, bitches. <laughs> yeah. Just like deuces. Uh. <laughs> that, that, that shit was dope. That was great. Yeah. And that ends this episode of Life's a Masquerade. Again, Ace, you know, and people might not, you know, watch this episode and go, well, what's so special about this episode? But for me as a child, again, having that videotape with all of the Power Rangers episodes and it started off with this one. It just, it brought back so many memories. And it's my favorite episode of all time for that reason. Yeah, and, and I can completely understand that. You know, that, that does really make a lot of sense. That something so nostalgic from your childhood that, you know, was, was done out of, out of love for you. That that would resonate with you so much. And yeah. I mean, I, I gotta be honest, this episode, even by itself... It's such a unique episode. Uh, it's it's a theme episode for one thing. You can obviously tell that it's it's taking place around Halloween time, right? And and you know we get like a Halloween s monster and costumes and all that, and it, it just kind of adds to the to the mystique or to the flavor already that we get from Power Rangers. Yeah, it it really did. Um, I I still love the episode. Watching it back and everything mm-hmm. like that uh, just brought up so many emotions and stuff like that. Uh, so it, it was great. I loved, I love revisiting uh, this episode. I'm actually trying not to get teary-eyed thinking about it right now, actually. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, it's such a good episode. I love it from start to finish. Um, so it's my favorite of all time. It's Life's a Masquerade and everything like that. And uh, yeah, but that was it for this four-part uh, episode of Power Rangers Go uh, podcast. Um, Ace, what did you think of all these episodes in general, man? Uh, I still had a blast watching these episodes. I thought that they were 
they were still a lot of fun to watch, and and some of them did feel um, a, a little fillery. You you could kind of tell that they were maybe trying to to fill out the process of how are the fans going to take to a new ranger, how much should his involvement be, uh, you know, what what should Rita do next. You could kind of feel those things, but even with that. I still thought that these were very enjoyable episodes, and uh, I too was a fan of of the last one we covered. Yeah, I, I really was. I, I loved all of these, even though a lot of it, you know, some of it might have felt like um, filler and stuff like that. But they were still there was so much fun uh, to cover and watch back, and we hope you have had fun as well as always here on the Power Rangers Go podcast for this episode. Uh, and stuff like that. And we will be back next week to talk about the next four episodes in the series as well. Again, we're going through the whole entire show and, uh, and we're not just stopping at this show. We're also keep, we're going to keep on going. You know, we talked, we mentioned Zio and turbo. We will get to those. We'll get to in space, lost galaxy. We'll get to, you know, Ninja Storm, uh, uh, Ninja Steel, you know, all those. We're going to get into it all because this is the one and only Power Rangers Go podcast. And again, folks, if you want to support this show and everything like that, please add us on Facebook. Uh, we're putting a lot more interactive stuff up there. And we're also going to try to get you some merchandise because we must ace make an orphanominal <laughs> short. Yes. Orphanominal. That that is that is it. That is the shirt. That is the shirt. So it must so we've got to get that eventually. Uh I don't know when we're gonna get it, but we will try our best to get that. But right now at this point though, I believe the Power Rangers can do no wrong. At this point the show is just on another level. Would you agree? Oh yeah, I mean they're coming off of that amazing Green Ranger arc, right? At this point, the popularity is through the roof. Uh, the popularity for the show is actually already through the roof, even before the Green Ranger showed up. But now it's just so astronomical that it's become a juggernaut, a force that just cannot be stopped. And the good news is, like the show, it only picks up from here. It only they only keep going. They exactly. They, and and it, it just becomes this even more of a phenomenon. So I I can't wait to get into the next episodes. And by this point, you know, if, if we're looking back at when these episodes aired and, and stuff like that, and we're looking back at what a lot of the executives were probably trying to look at, you know, a lot of them were probably high-fiving each other because they were like, hey, they said this concept would not work, taking... Uh, you know, American footage and mixing it with original Super Sentai footage. They said it couldn't be done and that it would be terrible. And guess what? We proved them wrong. Like, it's become a worldwide phenomenon at this point. Making just all of the money. Yes. Just And, and again, the merchandise that they were able to put out with uh, with the Power Rangers. You know, not just the toys that were obviously flying off the shelves when they came, uh, when they made these, but also, you know, everything from tennis shoes, t-shirts, you know, like children's, uh, you know, boxers and stuff like that. You know, they made everything. Oh yeah. And they made everything and they also sold everything. Yeah. It was, it was a, it was a power Rangers mania. I mean, that's, 
that's just goes to speak to just the power of this show and how amazing it was and how much it resonated with the fan base. Exactly. And, and you would probably look at this and think this is more of a guy's kids TV show, right? But not true. The women got in, the women got into Power Rangers as well because you had those two strong female characters. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they were every bit as strong and as tough and as capable as the males on the show. Right. And so, you know, it, it was just it, it was just a worldwide phenomenon that that continued to grow and everything. And we're going to continue to grow along with it when next week we cover the next four episodes. They are gung ho will of misfortune and then the two part series of Island of Illusion. That's part one and part two. So you're going to get two episodes and then you're going to get a, a two part series in it as well. That's going to be fun, Ace. Oh, yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I can't wait to get into all of it. And uh, hopefully you will join us as well. And thank you so much for joining us here on this edition of Power Rangers Go Podcast. But Ace, I believe it's about that time, my man. It is time to say goodbye for now, but we will see you next week right here on the Power Rangers Go podcast. Until then, he is the ace of the morphing grid, the superhero homie Q, Mr. Quentin Thicklin, and I am your host, Caleb Stovall. Have a more phenomenal time, everybody. 